What's up, ladies, gentlemen, and others? We're back for another motherfucking... Jesus Christ, we're still doing this. We're still here. We're still fucking going. Week after week, I'm coming up on six straight months of every week coming into this studio and recording with somebody about some fucking TV shows. But here's where the cool part happens. People are actually listening to it. That's the fucking weird part. It wouldn't be that weird that, like, I'm in a studio talking about fucking TV shows because that just seems like the dumb shit that I would just be doing anyway. But it is pretty cool that people want to listen. So thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for for actually listening to my stupid shit. And it uh, makes me happy. Speaking of stupid shit, we have another comedian in the house today. (laughs) Uh, This is actually one of my favorite local comics uh, to work with, to go to shows with, to fucking just hang out with, have a few beers, hang out. The thing about your comedy, Wade, is that (laughs) the thing about your comedy, so today's guest is Wade McFarlane. What's up, dude? Hey, everybody. How's it going? (laughs) I said everybody. There's just two of us in here. There's just hanging out. Yeah. But that's for later times. Yeah. Yeah, Well, when there's other audience. uh, When when It's not the before times. It's going to be the later times, and they'll they'll hear you. Yes. Yeah. All the people that you're referring to. I'm glad uh, I got away with that, because I (laughs) really, I was addressing the ghosts in the room. (laughs) Your studio is haunted. Oh, yeah. There's on this corner, it has welcome friends. Christ is ahead of this household and behind the door it has boob cube so we're all about duality here yeah it's a diverse <laughs> crowd of oh, spirits yeah. well, i don't know why i just put a snickers in my mouth while i'm recording i'm very That's unprofessional good etiquette uh to have there oh, yeah. you gotta make sure you get that uh, nougat there to make your peas pop <laughs> <laughs> trying to pop them peas you yeah know? <laughs> people like that on the old microphones well and so you uh speaking of like you know comedian and whatnot and all that we're back we're, yeah. we're back to, to doing the damn thing. We're doing the things. We're not just hanging out in Zooms anymore, Boo. playing Jackbox games. Boo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Although I do kind of miss the Zoom hang. That was like the more like you could just like leave at any moment. And oh, like yeah. Come you back. Could just it's click like, and like, I'm out. Yeah. It was fucking make a sandwich or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was awesome. You can get ripped, like just wasted. Yeah. And nobody's worried about you. No. You're you're like, just I don't have to worry about him getting home. He is home. <laughs> he's home right now like, yeah. <laughs> I think during one of those I killed like half a bottle of whiskey It got dangerous at Yeah, times. there for a little while I was All just around. like I really need to calm this down That's <laughs> Yeah It's getting fun <laughs> I get so drunk sometimes And you like start flirting with like one of the girls in there And it'd be like Oh, this is going nowhere We're on <laughs> Oh, right This is going absolutely <laughs> Alright, bye like And then you just panic leave like, this... <laughs> <laughs> this is just on a computer We. That's why we're doing this Is because we can't meet Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Where do you want to meet? Uh, in my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> but like, since we've been back, I mean, you've been you've been at the grind a little bit. You've been yeah, uh, plugging been, away, plugging yeah. away, if you will. I was excited about it. Uh, <laughs> now, have you had any trouble with new jokes? Because a lot of comics I've talked to, they've had a little bit of issues with like jokes they wrote during quarantine and everything like that. Oh, and everything's just, like gets dated so quickly. Like oh, yeah. you had to like do a whole new set when you came back. And by the way, that's already old now. Oh yeah, no one, immediately. No one wants to hear your mask joke. Roseanne's no. on her second season of those, or yeah, whatever dude. the Connors. I think. Oh is yeah, the Connors. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I get my. That's not what we're binging. <laughs> but <laughs> you're like, I was focused on one thing coming in here. Like, I didn't know we were gonna go off the rails like this. <laughs> every sitcom on like ABC is doing mask bits. Oh my god! And then like you can't even really tell like. Trump jokes anymore because it's like, all right, we get it. He's nuts. Can we it's just move exhausting. the fuck on? That like, was like the big thing of it. It's like, we don't have to hear about this anymore. Right. Like, like he, when Biden won, that was the thing is that it's like, no one was excited. Like, yay, Biden. Everyone was excited of like, no more fucking Trump. Like it was just like, <laughs> 
But like the jokes that we have to tell now are, it's weird because you do still have to bring it up a little bit. Yeah. But not in the way of like so front and center. So it's like we kind of have more work ahead of us as far as like comedians writing jokes and shit like that. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Everybody's like, like just yeah, refining their footing and like, you know, it's oh, just yeah. weird. But and even like redefining, you yeah. know what I mean? Just kind of like being like, I, I don't want to do that anymore. Now I'm going to do this. Yeah. And it was enough of a break. And like, we all have to start over again, essentially. So yeah. why and, not? Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, like the cool thing, like comedy is like you find things that are like shared experiences with like these audience members. Yeah. And we all just had a real big one and Huge. we're over it. <laughs> yeah. But now we're all being released back into like our own things again. And it's oh, yeah. like, this is, I'm all on my own. 2020 game. was like, there was a fire in the theater that you're performing <laughs> in. And then they gave you the all clear to finish the show. You're not going to make the rest of the show about the fire. We all know about the fire. We were all a part of it. Yeah. Let's move on to the jokes. <laughs> but you actually had a little bit of a little bit of a I was like, hey, do you want to be on the show? And you. Yeah. But I don't know what I want to what I want to <laughs> talk about. And you took some time like you you meditated I have so on many it. favorites. Oh, yeah. Because you're you're a bit of a what is the word a cinephile if you will yeah, right like, I like you, my, you love movies I love you, my stories yeah I'm a big story guy <laughs> speaking of 2020 I watched over 300 movies at home so wow yeah that's <laughs> it started in and I didn't start till like April I think and that was like the so goal. so you were knocking out like two three sometimes yeah. in a day oh good lord the goal was 30 and 30 days for April because you know that's how I was like ah, it'll be over in a month who cares <laughs> who gives a shit it did not end in so April. by November you were just like. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what am I supposed to stop back there? I missed my turn. When I was in like the high 100s, I was like, let's go for 300. Might as well. We can do it. And it got really Were you dark. watching them on like, on like DVD? Like, do you have DVDs? Or there was, was it... very few uh, physical media. Uh, okay. I've, like maybe like three <laughs> exotic. Like, what am I, an old man? Yeah. No, I streamed it, you piece of shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. I had nothing else to spend my money on. So it was like $3 a movie. Oh, yeah. that is that is fair. It got really dark towards the end there. I was watching some weird stuff. Like I got desensitized. <laughs> like what is there for me? I'm watching some like. Well, speaking of being desensitized by graphic content, <laughs> what show did you pick again? I picked uh, The Sopranos. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> they got the big movie coming out uh, yeah. October first. You so know, we gotta... I, I I never was huge on the uh, on the old Sopranos. I got about three seasons in, you know, and then I was just kind of like. Three's an okay time to jump out. Yeah, I was like, eh, I'm going to call it. It was cool for what, for the time being. But also, if I watched too much of it at, at too, you know, too much in a small amount of time, I apparently had a little bit of an Italian accent every time I fucking spoke. You and start I was, mirroring the... Yeah, I was like, I don't fucking like this at all. Like, all of a sudden, you're looking at everyone around you like, I feel like I could shoot you in the fucking head. <laughs> like, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, you're going to go full Polly Walnuts of, let's just whack the cocksucker and be finished with it. <laughs> I'm just going to, like, show up to open mics wearing a fucking tracksuit, just never bring Dude, it up. Yeah. Like, it's happened. Yeah. Comedians has, have totally done that. And everyone's just kind of like, so we're just not going to fucking talk about this. That or? was one of my favorite things from like the rewatch is what they, they, uh, they evolve from the track suits yeah. into like Fila fuzzy, like almost FUBU. <laughs> it's like, it's like 2005, 2006. And it's like, Oh, well, they got to stay good, modern. Yeah. It was not a good look. <laughs> my favorite thing about watching those old shows that were around that time or whatever is every time a character pulls out a cell phone, 
because it cracks me up every time. Like, what is that? A flip phone? Oh fuck you! This is yes. so old. That was uh, <laughs> that's a big thing in the Sopranos too. Is like the first. I think it's the first two seasons are mm-hmm. pre cell phone, and it's very like you have to like that was right. like a plot point. Is like they had to go outside and talk on payphones, and then nice. it was uh, I believe it was season three, the FBI season, uh, when they get cell phones and uh-huh. they make sure they like you know that everybody has a cell phone because like the first like four episodes <laughs> for no reason whatsoever they're just talking on cell phones <laughs> just like, like this conversation would right. be happening don't on even show me that script if yeah. no one's on a fucking cell phone by page two i yeah. don't even want to fucking see it that's <laughs> yeah normal things that would be like happening like in the back room of bada bing like now they just got to drive around in their <laughs> h2s and talk on their <laughs> their flip phones like oh, i don't God. yeah they it ended in 06 so we never even got to like a smartphone that would have been kind of cool. Yeah, and I Although remember trying to watch those guys navigate like the realms of social media and yeah. shit. Like, what? Somebody's cyberbullying my kid. I'm gonna go fuck him up. Like, what? They got out just in time. <laughs> like, they tackled like that whole like yeah. yeah. And then I was like, all right, now all right, let's the- go ahead and call it. <laughs> yeah, because no way. Yeah, before the social medias and everything like that, they tapped yeah. out. Like, so it was a good. I mean, I feel like they were at like the beginning of like yeah. like you know MySpace or Zanga or something, but like. Definitely not like before Facebook got big. Yeah, there which was is no- essentially like anytime someone's talking about social media, that's what they're fucking talking about. I don't give a shit if you deleted your Facebook; it's still something that's going to come up in conversation. <laughs> like, kudos, you deleted your Facebook. You've affected nothing at that company. You still have a footprint. Yeah, yeah we could still access all of your pictures. Like, it's not hard. Yeah, that's a, yeah. Tony's like worried about his uh, OnStar and his SUVs, so I'm yeah. sure he couldn't handle Google's oh, no. data mining. Oh yeah, and then he's gonna find out like his kids have got fucking Facebooks, and his wife's probably got one or something like that. He'd fucking kill his whole family. Like, pff, no. <laughs> fucking rats all of them out Dude, there he, spreading the word he accused so many people of being rat like that guy was so paranoid well from the word he go. was accurate on a lot of them well <laughs> and then when yeah. it would come time it was always like we had to prove it and then it was like oh we can't prove it though but i had a fever dream <laughs> and that set it straight that happened twice <laughs> twice not once yeah which is crazy enough yeah. But twice. It was it, it happened twice of like I'm not gonna do it till I know for sure. And then he has a fever dreamer food poisoning. He's like, All right. <laughs> like he just goes on a spiritual quest in his mind and goes, That's enough proof. <laughs> oh dude, I just remembered when you brought up the the cell phone thing. Yeah. Of ringtones were also like big Oh my god. <laughs> How much time did we waste on our cell phones just being like, All right, there I like gotta pick the one that's pop. perfect for me. Yeah. Like Oh, remember, I had some real bad ones. There was, yeah, I remember uh, AJ has the Hello Moto. Remember when that, Hello like, Moto. Motorola had their own branded? Oh yeah, yeah. And then there was the the frog there for a while. That oh, dude, the, the, and you're like, what is happening? He was to on society? like every commercial. You could like call in and get a subscription oh from and the, then the crazy the, okay, frog. So I worked for a cell phone company for a little while, right? I yeah. worked in their call center. So I'm sitting there, and I mean, I got them like at least once a shift. There would be some dad calling in going, what the fuck is this charge on my fucking bill? And yeah. I'm like, okay, first of all, let's go ahead and dial it back a little bit. You're talking to some fucking high school kid. Like, let's fucking chill out. <laughs> also, nine ninety nine. Let me look at the company. Yep. Your kid texted one of those commercials about a ringtone. Yeah. It's a they monthly charge. They knew what charge. they were doing. Like, they were playing in between, oh. like, Saved by the Bell and Rugrats so at 4 o'clock. The, the they... advertising budget on that was incredible. Yeah. They were just like, no, no, no. 
fuck all. The, it was fuck, a big they business. Would, they yeah. did not put it before Sopranos. They would put it like in between, yeah. like, all right, Rugrats is coming on. Fucking shoot them that way. <laughs> exactly. That's why I saw the commercials and I get home from school on yep. Nickelodeon. Yep. Like it was like a, such from a like big three business. Three o'clock to I would five, you'd to... find those fucking commercials just real hard. Was it that uh, guy T Pain? Like made, based T-Pain his whole career off of that. Had to have made just a shitload of money. He off like that. got the idea from Bing Crosby, like the way he altered his voice to sound great on a record player. Yeah, yeah. And so he was like, I want to make my voice sound good on like a single small speaker, and that's why he has that like kind of robot voice going on. And there is. Well, <laughs> He like marketed towards that exact Whoa, thing yeah. to sell ringtones. Like, and I do love so the genius. idea of Bing Crosby singing "I'm gonna buy you a drink," <laughs> 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 just crooning. Uh, but yeah, dude, like that whole time frame. Like looking back on it, was it's weird because there's no way I'm gonna be able to explain half of it to my daughter. Yeah, you know what I mean, like. You know, back when I was a kid, we used to have to text a weird company to send us some ringtones. <laughs> okay, Dad. Yeah. Why don't you take your medicine? <laughs> and that was also that time, too, and going back to, like, the Sopranos here, is, like, how long the shadow of, like, 9-11 was. Like, oh, my and, God. like, thinking about it, like, all I remember, I don't, like, it just felt like, yeah, that was just, like, a six-month. No, that was years. Years. Of, like, oh, and it had, like, it ignited that entire nationalist fucking yeah. Toby Keith boner for shit. You know yeah, what I mean? It wasn't until, like, oh three oh four Like, yeah. Well, it depends on who you ask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <that's, laughs> there's a lot of uh, conspiracy theorists that are like, we were already there, man. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, that's the thing is that it's. We didn't do the whole Pledge of Allegiance thing, like National Anthem before sporting events before that, really. like It got real crazy. Yeah. After a while, it was like, all right, we're going to have some jets flying overhead. We're going to have an 80-foot flag on the field. Like, dude, you know this is the Little League Championships, right? Like, let's fucking dial it back like, a little bit. Like, Lee Greenwood got to buy another house because I'm proud to be an American. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> selling it. I was like, yes, I made it back. <laughs> I just, I, I swear to God, there has to at least be one person out there that 9-11 happened and they go, put all of your stocks in American flags. Trust me. Just trust me. Dude, we got everywhere. This. Dude, everyone had one. And then the guys were going out and getting like American flag tattoos and enlisting being like, I got to do my duty. And I'm like, you're going to die. Yeah. Like <laughs> fucking really? What happened to all of them? Did they put them all? It had, there had to be like a, you know, like a birthday card type situation in your head of like, when can I throw this away and put it down? Right. <laughs> like, I littered my lawn with American flags. Oh, yeah. oh, there's still a guy in my uh, in my neighborhood. He's got like, I'm not kidding, something like 30 small flags around his fucking yard. Like those ones that you hold at the side of parades. Yeah. He's got like 30 of them just staked. I get it. I don't understand. It was like the multiple, uh, like of them. I, you one does I it. Don't, you, we got the message. I, what's really fucked up nowadays, especially, is that if I see someone just real proud of an American flag, I just think in my head, you're probably racist. Yeah, I think every it, fucking time. It's <laughs> like, it's like if you're still like, the, oh Islamophobia. That's what you're into. Uh, oh, <laughs> let me guess. You're an all lives matter motherfucker. Okay, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> God, I hate those people. Yeah. But, like, that's the thing, though, is the funniest part to me, right, about the entire thing with, with nationalism and everything like that is how easy it is to get those people just amped up. You know what I mean? Like, they had them, like, Fox News had those fuckers, ar- like, wrapped around their little finger. They could tell them pretty much whatever the fuck they wanted to. Yeah, they And still these do. people would yeah. be, like, nodding, like, yeah. Glenn Beck once compared Obama, well, not once, multiple times, compared Obama to Hitler 
Yeah. More than once on his show with the straight face, mind you. This was not satirical. Like, this was like, okay, th- here's why we're all fucked. He's Hitler. And you're like, wait, okay, come on. There wasn't even like a fucking middle ground there. There was just, here's my thought. Here's, okay, fuck around. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it just, it somehow went from, uh, yes, we can to, he's Hitler with drones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, that's, it just escalated. We're all gonna die! <laughs> <laughs> and they haven't let up. They're still telling, oh, yeah. they're still sitting in an office while, whilst being vaccinated, telling people <laughs> not to get a vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> they are betwixt <laughs> their vaccinations. Yeah. Oh my god. They're all double shotted up, going like, "Y'all gonna die if you get those shots." Like, yeah. Right. What are you doing? In reality, yeah, you look at them and you're like, "How do these people not know that they are the cattle?" It's and a, these people are just being like, "Hey, go over there and, and talk to that guy with a rifle. <laughs> just go talk to him for a second It's <laughs> a poor strategy to grow viewer base too. Like, You'd be surprised. Just apparently, out, just get out there and die. <laughs> like they're not. You're not gonna get some repeat customers. <laughs> They're like, it worked for the cigarette companies, oh I guess. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did it ever. <laughs> You're killing off your own customer base, guys. Oh, my God. And well, and the funny part, too, is that it's like you just sit there and you watch some of the arguments that are being made by these people. And you're like, you have no fucking idea it's what you're real. talking about. Yeah. Like, that wasn't a fucking that wasn't a point. Like, you just sat there and went, mm-hmm, got you on that one. It's like, no. Like, at one point. <laughs> What I was trying to remember his fucking name. The guy he was on Daily Show with Trevor Noah, uh, the white guy. I think his first name started with a J. Uh, that's gonna bother me forever. But anyway, he went to like a Republican. Oh, I know this guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He went to like the RNC, right, and was asking questions, everything like that. Asked a dude about nine eleven, and he goes, "Well, I blame Obama." And he goes, "Oh, okay." He was like, "So where where do you think Obama was on 9-11? He goes, "That's a good question. I feel like we should investigate that." And everyone was like, everyone on the crew, you could just see them kind of like, "What? The like fuck? in school? <laughs> yeah, like wasn't he in Chicago? Like because he wasn't the president yet? Like, <laughs> but like that's the shit that just cracks me up. This guy's walking around thinking that Obama had anything to do with 9-11. Yeah, in two thousand one, it's a blanket thing too of just." Just blame an entire like you know group of oh like, yeah it's it liberals a hoax every bad thing it's like I I think it's a little more nuanced than that bud oh like, yeah well and the funny part too is that it's like that's that's across the board like you know yeah oh I hate the Irish they're 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 that's their fault everything that they did <laughs> oh I hate Italian that oh that's all them they did that shit and it's kind of like every single time it happens you're like I, I think they they didn't do that I'm pretty sure yeah <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> there might have been one or two things that you know. You can kind of bring up and be like, well, but that's not really an argument. And you really want an argument. Like, <laughs> that's my favorite part is that they really want an argument. Oh, I know. They want you to just lose your shit. But it's really hard to do when, you know, you, you haven't really proved me wrong yet. <laughs> I refuse. I just don't acknowledge, like, any of that. It's well, we just, should just go whack them. Yeah. Not sure. That's, uh, that's <laughs> Back just... to the Supreme. I don't know if they would, though. <laughs> Uh, this, cause they did seem, Sopranos, a, little, they seemed a little right-leaning. Uh, Supre- they did, uh, I think. Trying to think of who all admitted who. I know uh, the Sopranos household voted mm. for Bush the second term. Uh, I don't know if the other ones voiced their opinion, but I know that was. You brought know what's up. really funny is that I swear to God, I think what happened was we got too cocky as a nation whenever Obama was in office. I think we were just like, okay, Bush was the last bad one. All <laughs> right, that was awesome and all. We got to see all the idiots, but now we're moving on. And the electoral college went, <laughs> hold my Adderall, and then they got Trump. <laughs> But like that's I, I, when I watched that show, that was kind of something that bothered me too. That it was just kind of like how, 
right leaning most of this shit was that i was like dude i came to watch a fucking dude get shot in the back of the head because he's a rat you know what i mean like there's a lot of but i think that's a a critique of it of it was just showing like this antiquated ideas and most of it kind of was that yeah uh in modern times or modern by 1999 yeah uh times and like that's the modern 90s yeah there it's because it was like the baby boomers are in charge now clinton's kind of like the peak baby boomer right Uh, that's fair um and they were all just like toxic masculinity things like that were just like addressed a lot throughout the show of like how these like old ideas are incongruent is with like today's society wasn't there an issue at one point where tony like essentially can't get it up or some shit like that. He did that. after he got shot. Yeah, and then it was like he didn't want to talk to anyone about it. Like, we don't do that anymore, brother. Like, we're, we're talking, we're telling our friends everything. I'm there just... was, uh, <laughs> that, that was a good run in like the first, they call it like uh, 6A, but it's like the first like six or 10 episodes of season six. Was it, wasn't it the, like the writer's strike happened in the middle or was it? I don't know. They took so many, no, writer's strike was 08, so that had been after. 08? Okay. Uh, but they took like years long breaks in between each season. Yeah. But they did that after he got shot and that was like a big episode that was. Uh, where they confronted like a lot of toxic masculinity because that was the same like parallel was the uh, veto uh, storyline where he was gay and on the run. Oh, okay. Uh, and then Tony like was coming to like terms with his own masculinity with not being able to perform sexually after right. being shot, and like huh. they were all like. And kind of like the climax of that, where they were all sitting around judging Vito or? of like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey, pun intended. When the climax happens, not for Tony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were they were judging Vito for his lifestyle choices and right. how he was handling his urges, and then like, but Tony was like struggling with his impotence, and so he just beats the shit out of his faithful employee to like <laughs> prove his dominance, like over the credit. It's like, Jesus. oh, you were judging Vito for having, uh, you know, yeah. a healthy homosexual relationship, <laughs> but yeah, it, but th- you're praising this guy. It was kind of like, it was oh, yeah. good, like, well, and I mean, like that the whole antiquated mindset towards masculinity, like obviously. Guys like us, we've kind of moved on from it. Don't get me wrong. I'm a tough son of a bitch. And, I, and I, you know, all that shit. But at the same time, you know, yeah, that whole, you know, you, you can't have any problems, you know, yeah. that whole shit. I'm like, no fucking wonder you guys were shooting the fuck out of each other. Like, you're just so pent up. You're like, ah, I want to talk to someone. Fuck it. Bah! That's the whole premise someone. of the show. He finally gets into a therapist and like, well, he doesn't really work it out. But yeah. Yeah. Doesn't he fuck his therapist? He attempts. <laughs> He has some, uh, yeah. Even attempting is kind of fucked up, though. Multiple times. He never even quits therapy and it comes back. And that was also, it was kind of like, was he going there to, like, actually do it? Or, because socio... Just to fuck the hot lady. Well, it was not that, it was sociopaths like to do stuff like that to oh, sharpen their tools. Oh, that's true. He was going there to, like, learn how to blend in, like, Learn how to people, if you will. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I didn't even think about that part. Apparently, that is like a thing in sociopathy. Man, what like, do you think it is about like there's that separation that we all have between serial killers and like, you know, the mob type guys? Because technically they have the same mindset. They have the same like kill count in some cases, but it's just mafia has a support system. <laughs> <laughs> A serial killer's all alone. My, the mafia my, has like a, he's got coworkers. <laughs> my theory was always that it was, uh, <laughs> that like with a serial killer, you're like, oh, that was unprovoked. That's, that was awful. With, yeah. When it's a hitman, I feel like all of us just have this part of our brain that's like, I get it. Yeah. Like, hitman I, has to be I a tough understand. job. understand. Yeah. Like, well, he's got to put food on the table. <laughs> what do I want him to do? <laughs> How does a hitman just deal with like, you know, like 
random transgressions in life and right. like inconveniences. It's just like I could kill this person. But oh I yeah, don't like working I just, for free. I just love the idea of them getting cut off on the way to work or something like that and be like just reaching slowly yeah. and be like, Tony, Tony, calm down, calm down, you're fine. On another thing, nope, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> And then he just kills a guy in the street. But no, like, you can't do that. Would be against his etiquette. That can be, be a future customer. You know, you got to keep. Oh, him. that's true. <laughs> this asshole's going around. I also love the idea Eventually, of, it's going to come back. I to love me. the idea of hitman etiquette. That makes me happy. That's. I'm sh- <laughs> there's got to be a handbook somewhere. Maybe yes. a pamphlet. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like a workbook. Yeah. Like you you write in it. There's like a manual. I'm sure <laughs> there has to be. It's been a generation's you know long profession. There's <laughs> it's handed down. Time. I don't know if it's printed, but I'm sure it exists. <laughs> Like, yeah. I'm sure it might be, like, a manifesto. I mean, you like, don't want a literal paper trail. Yeah. So I'm sure they, like... <laughs> right, like, do you keep a diary? Are you yeah. the dumbest son of a bitch alive? There's, like, like some ancient drawings on a rock in a cave somewhere. They're, like, <laughs> they go to Hitman school. I don't know. I think John Wick covers it. <laughs> you go to ballet school with Angelica Houston, I think? Oh, my God. <laughs> I am so excited for the fourth one. I truly am. Dude, I love me like, some John Wick. I fucking love John Wick. <laughs> he karate chops a horse so it kicks a bad guy. He <laughs> fucked that dude up with that horse. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I remember I just watched I watched the third one in theaters and it's just like nonstop for twenty minutes. Oh, yeah. And I like that, this is how it starts. Yeah. Because he's just it's just he's running from the consequences of the first two movies. And yeah, I remember when he'd karate chopped that horse. He smacked the like, shit out of that you horse. You can by do the way. anything now. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm with you. Well, then it's not even it's let what like less than te- either before or after that he's in the fucking like just antique shop. Yeah, he goes to four different set piece fights, and then he just goes in and he just fucking like at one point is just putting together this Frankenstein antique gun <laughs> so that it shoots the bullets that he has available. Yeah. And all that work just to turn and bam, and one headshot, and then he runs off again. And I was like, "It was so intense! That was fucking awesome!" It was <laughs> seriously like you just went from four different set pieces to get to that hotel. He's like, "You started off with a run, yep. and then he goes like to a library for some reason and beats up some NBA player, maybe a hockey player. That guy was with so book fucking to the tall. Yeah, and then, and then from there, and he the goes way he to- talks, he's just like, "That's a lot of money," and you're like, "What is happening?" Like. And he goes to an antique store. I think it was a pawn shop that specialized in Civil War weaponry. Something. Because <laughs> then it goes from the gun and, and then, he runs. And then it's just like, I'm in a barn. knives. <laughs> like the knives were the craziest fucking thing. He's just fucking chucking them left and right at the motherfuckers. That was nuts. I love without words too. Like at one point when he's on like the 60th bad guy and he's just chucking knives in their dome. And he, like, he just picks up another one and he himself like looks around impressed by the number of knives. He's like, I just keep reaching Brack and they're there. Like, like, I thought I'd run out by now. <laughs> Big day for knives. This is nice. <laughs> Not a dull one in the bunch either. They're all just coming just in, right in, right into their, oh, yeah. their Not a rusted one of the bunch, like butter, just right into them. <laughs> and then I was like, "All right, now let I can." Me, make- let me say you this, cleaver. It'll go through a fucking skull like butter. I'm telling different you right now. Different shapes and sizes, and you, I would think like a different type of knife would have like a different technique. Like I have some culinary schools. You know how to cook. Uh, like you know, like you hold a different knife a certain way, you know. Well, but he kind of goes like every. He's no, just he like he him. knows how to do it, dude. He's just throwing shit. Like yeah. was, there was one guy, didn't he get like six knives in him or something like that? He so was many. Fucking Th- there was him. one he got angry with when it got excessive. Oh yeah, but he was just like, okay, you're dead, and here's three more <laughs> knives. Say the fuck down because I said so. Like, it's <laughs> but like the. the the premise of John Wick, even just on paper, it already sounds kind of like, 
all right, we, we're going to make one. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. wait, his dog died, so he's freaking out like that. Nobody's going to want to watch that. And then we all watched the first one and went, more, more. please. You Not can... only that, like, it's expanded past the John Wick movies. Like, all three of those. Like, those guys work on other stuff now. Oh, like, yeah. They did, like, the Nobody. They did the Harley Quinn movie. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I haven't seen Nobody yet. Uh, it's, oh, it's a good it's, time. Oh, my God. I love Odenkirk so much. And the, the reason that I think I'm waiting is because I'm scared. Of just, like, not seeing him the same afterwards. Because Odenkirk's like a comedy god to me. Because everything I've seen that guy do has been incredible. So I'm like, everyone's like, it's so good. And I'm always like, okay, one more. If one more person tells me it's incredible, I'll go fucking watch it. It's pretty great. And also, uh, you're going to go for the Odenkirk, and you're going to stay for the Christopher Lloyd. (laughs) The funniest thing I heard. Doc Brown is an action star in this. Oh, yeah. No, the funniest thing I heard was that, uh, I'll leave names out, but it's really fucking funny. Because they just were watching it. And Christopher Lloyd is on screen for no more than five seconds before a friend of ours leans over to the other people and just goes, he still got it. It was Quinn. I've heard this story oh, yeah. from another <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to give our friends credit. Uh, <laughs> it came around, I heard it from someone else that he did that. Oh, yeah. It, it was, was like, uh, uh, And, like, me. I think he, like, he plays, like, dumb and slow at the beginning, too. Like, he just says, like, two <laughs> words and watches TV. And he's like, God damn it. He's a treasure. <laughs> He still fucking got it. Like, <laughs> this is before he's in the big shootout at the end and quipping. <laughs> he quips at the end. It's so great. What was the, like, his big line in that? Or like Baba and Kirk is like, why'd you bring so many guns? And then Christopher Lloyd's like, because you brought so many bad guys. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's so great. Oh, that's amazing. I'm sorry, but that's another reason we watch action movies at all. Like Everyone's like, oh, that's so corny. Yeah. It, it riles you up. There's like something in you. There's yeah. like, oh! <laughs> like whenever, what was it? it? Like sets him on fire or something. He just goes, you're fired. Like, come on, man. Oh, it yeah. was right there. It's so good. That has to be like a thing in like action movie. Like you go to the Gold's Gym and you get like a quip book. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> like here's things to say. Just while this guy's like bench pressing like your entire weight plus. <laughs> and then you're just going, okay, so if I threw a grenade at a guy, what would you say? Like, <laughs> That's why I want to write a movie about an action star who's bad at like improv. Like, so he, he doesn't know what after he gets the big kill is like. That's what when your mom comes and then your you, fuck your mom last. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> he's taking improv classes, like trying to get better. He's like this guy right over here. He could break anyone's leg, but he can't yes and for shit. <laughs> Yes, and <laughs> awful quiet over there. <laughs> but that was honestly, to me, that was the genius behind uh, Hot Fuzz. Was yeah. They were making fun of every American action movie because it was like a huge setup just for this big, long, like action packed sequence where like and it, they even just call it out like they break fourth wall almost just by being yeah. like, well, I, I hit him. And then and he goes, did you say anything cool? Oh no! Ah, oh, shame, shame. Like, <laughs> like, and then he goes, "Oh, but there was that bit before when I distracted him with the cuddly monkey, and then I said, playtime's over,' and I hit him. You're off the fucking chain!" Like, <laughs> Hot Fuzz is so great. That that third act is the tightest like ever. Like so every good. second is a callback. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's incredible. Like watching that hat. Like that's the thing that I love about their films is their callbacks can be subtle. 
or like front and center. But you go back and watch it like I've watched Shaun of the Dead probably 50 times. Yeah. I love that fucking movie. There's too many in Hot Fuzz to mem- remember. Like, that's why oh, yeah. each time you watch it, it's different. Because yeah, you're just kind of like, oh, what? there's no way you can remember all of them. <laughs> but Nick Frost in that movie is fucking fantastic. He's amazing. Yeah. Like, he's, he's a fucking he's not even from the United States and he's a national treasure. I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, it's just let's just fucking let's adopt him. Like, yeah. let's, let's give him cuddly monkeys and, and high fives. Let's let's just do that. Bring it on in, yeah. <laughs> he was. Did you ever watch Into the Badlands? No. On AMC, he was he in. Was like, in that? Yeah, the, he was in like the, the samurai movie season. The yeah. samurai show. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> he, dude, he's for a big guy. He's quick. Like he he's a, a, It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a little haha in him. <laughs> he's like he's got like he's, like he's essentially got a buzz cut and this big old fucking burly beard, and he's like the comedic relief that also knows fucking kung fu like you're just sitting there going i don't know whose idea this was but that motherfucker deserves a raise he does the same thing in the the florence Pugh wrestling movie oh does he he plays Paige's dad yeah oh i never saw that one (laughs) that's pretty all right yeah well yeah because you were a wrestler is that right yeah actually uh yeah i was uh wade argento mafia boss (laughs) took a lot of my character from uh the sopranos sopranos yeah (laughs) i was actually yeah built from new york new jersey okay yeah so what was like your your, uh, your your finisher, if you will? Oh, that's the great thing. My finisher doesn't exist. <laughs> but I called for it all the time. And like I would hear kids talk about it. Because like, here's the deal. I would always be like, you know, get the guy down and then turn to the crowd. like, all right, it's time for the Waitinator. And we'd get the chant going, <laughs> Waitinator. And then I would like climb to the turnbuckle and something would always go wrong. It never works. Ric Flair does the same thing. Ric Flair doesn't do anything from the top rope he goes up there every match right and it never works out and that's gonna, you're like, about to get slammed yeah that's <laughs> so that was like my trick i was like yes i want it that's my finisher is i go to the top rope and something happens 100 percent of the time <laughs> and my favorite thing of it was like i would hear people from the audience like talk about it they're yeah. like he has this finisher where he does like a drop kick from all the way across the other <laughs> side of the top rope <laughs> It's like it's never been done before, but they have like a whole wait, lore wait, built around this it. This is how religion starts. <laughs> like this is. <laughs> they all I just think assumed it. it no, happened. you didn't. No, you fucking didn't. Like yeah. they would get so disappointed. It never happened. <laughs> but it, <laughs> he's got this finisher. He does three backflips and then just kicks you right in the fucking nuts. Yeah. <laughs> and just let him go. <laughs> <laughs> well, because like it's really funny to me too. Like I was talking to uh, Brittany about this episode, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna have Wade on." And then I kind of stopped, and I go, "Huh?" She goes, "What?" I go, "I had Cam on a couple weeks ago, Cam Porter." Yeah. Uh, and him and Wade have both been, you know, wrestlers. Yeah. And she was like, "Is that like a, is that like a common thing?" I go, "No, I just hit the nail on the head and got the only two fucking comedians that were also wrestlers." <laughs> like, <laughs> we've never worked together in a match. Mm. Uh, we've worked shows together. Okay. Like when we were in different matches. Well, because uh, yeah, you guys kind of seem like you would be. Yeah, and we were briefly there at the same time. I was going out when he was coming in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's a few comedians that were like that. Like when I was getting started. I, a lot of comedians think that I've been doing comedy a lot longer than I have. Like they'd be like, "You remember so and so, right?" When was that? You know, like oh eight. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird too. But like, I get that because like, I just assume everybody that was already here has been here forever. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like the shining. It's like, at that's this how point. I met like, you. It's yeah. <laughs> I don't even like. 
whenever there's new comedians coming in, I have now turned into just the fucking just. All right, let's see if you last, and then we'll be friends. I don't yeah, want to like fucking give it like a six month window. Yeah, because for all I know, I'm you're gonna, gonna remember your name. It's gonna, I don't want to have. You're gonna take head. up fucking space <laughs> in my brain. Like this is bullshit, man. I got a lot of shit I'm trying to remember. Like <laughs> because there's so many of them too that like they'll start. And then they're like, yeah, I take this really seriously. And you're like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And then like a month later, they're just like, this seems bullshit, man. You're like, bye. They flame out real quick. Super quick. (laughs) They'll do like one or two showcases tops. And then they're just kind of like, these fucking crowds suck. It's like, really? Because I had no problem with them. I thought they were great. (laughs) It's not the crowd's job. (laughs) That's your job, you fuck face. (laughs) I went on stage uh, last Wednesday. Uh, for the Starlight open mic, you know? The, oh, yeah, yeah. It's To this day, that's got to be one of the greatest fucking sets I've ever done just because of the reaction. Like, I've yet to have a bad set there. Oh, really? It's fantastic. Like That was my first one. I, I did the... Like your first one back? Uh, yeah. Uh, that was, yeah. That was, like, the big one. Uh, but that was, like, we had, like, a big Friday night uh, thing there. Okay. Or it was, like, a Thursday Friday. I don't know. Is that, uh, I don't know. Days uh, are, time's constant. And it was, uh, yeah, it was amazing. I loved it there. Oh, yeah. No, this last Wednesday, there I did not see, really, like, a bad set. Like, it was pretty incredible, honestly. And, of course, I posted that on Facebook. I was like, oh, it's open mic. I haven't seen a bad set yet. And, of course, we get a fucking comment almost immediately. It's like... I highly doubt that every set was great at an open mic, but okay. And I was like, fuck you, you gatekeeping cunt. You get a like, well actually. The- <laughs> How do you get a well actually from an opinion? Like, <laughs> Water break. That was oh, a good God. chug, bud. Oh, That was a good chug. Well, I chugged my soda, so I got to balance it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, I highly recommend it. If you're listening to this and you've always thought to yourself, I want to do stand-up comedy. First of all, <laughs> good luck. Second of all, Starlight, 10 p.m. Wednesday night. Put your money where your mouth is, you little bitch. All yeah, right. I think everybody should do it. It's uh, therapeutic. You feel good. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I don't know if you should do it forever, but you, you should at least try yeah. it. Just get it once. Get I that. think there's there's something to be said about the people that are like, I've done open mics before, but I quit. Whereas people like us are out of our fucking minds and we're just like, I'm going to keep doing it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to keep putting my fucking my shit on Front Street and just... Letting people judge me. Like, that'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I want to roll. I don't want to get punched in the face today emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> and then not only you have to take it for the remaining right. four minutes, because you can't wuss out. You got to ride yeah, it. You got to ride out the bomb. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. fuck. I, I, I know you know this feeling. Have you ever got on stage? You did like an intro or whatever. Not really trying to get a laugh or anything. But then you did your first real joke and it bombed. Like, you oh, just yeah. bombed from the first thing and you're just like. Oh, it's going to be one of these sets. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There's like two rea- like you could either try to save it or yeah. you could just plow through. Might as well. Like, like I might just as well like just the, try and I could just fill my time. I'm going to save my bits like a robot and just chuck them out. Like and <laughs> yes. we're going to get fucking and through this. Next one and next one and next one and next one. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> <laughs> that is my time. I'm punching out. <laughs> it's even worse whenever it's like, you know, we've both done loony bins and things like that. Yeah. That's a 15-minute set. So if you're already like few jokes in and it's you're kind of feeling them pull back, you're like, "Fuck, this is gonna feel like forever." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, uh, whenever it comes to like doing shows and everything like that, like you've done 
few Looney Bin runs. You've done like any kind of more regional stuff. Uh, I did some in I did like a state fair in Kansas a couple times. You know, was, how'd that go? That uh, was pretty cool, actually. Did you make any jokes about fried shit or no? <laughs> uh, I you know there are some local bits in there. It also local to Kansas. Yeah, their fields are beautiful. Like you drive through ours, it's just like dirt. You're really trying to get booked again, aren't no, you? He's it, like, Kansas is gorgeous. It <laughs> is. They like grow beans or something. I don't know, but it looks amazing. In like, all of Kansas, they grow beans. The entire well, the road between here and there. <laughs> I didn't venture off, but no, I even had a bit not too long ago where I was like, I've seen a lot of commercials for tourism in Wichita. Do you yeah. know what's in Wichita? People from Kansas, like that's. <laughs> I hate Wichita. Yeah, it's so bad. That uh, I did that. It's so crazy. They their house, the little house that you stay in, is right. in the club. But they like decorate it like a house. Like all the walls look like Get house the walls. Fuck it's out a TV here. set. But you'll go crazy in there. <laughs> Because after like the fourth night, like you, there's no windows, like so you don't right. know what time or like day you're on. <laughs> it's, Jesus. It, I just wake up and go sit in my car, just like acclimate. <laughs> just, like yeah, this is sunlight. Like <laughs> it's good to see. So you again. this is daylight. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Getting <laughs> feeling of this. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Well, and I mean, like, okay, so whenever you're. You know, at the condo, we call you know comedy condo or yeah. whatever. Whenever you're doing shows or whatever, do you binge quite a lot? Whenever you're like traveling Sometimes. and whatnot, or because I know guys that they're just kind of like, I don't really want to fucking deal with it. You know what I mean? They're just kind of like, all right, I'm done with the show. Now I just kind of would drink myself into a into a nap. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it also depends on who you're with. Like, cause oh, that's it's totally true. like random. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's super. Sometimes true. you that... just sit in your corner by yourself, and then sometimes like you're part of a cool family for oh, a week. Oh yeah, it's yeah. awesome. <laughs> like the the one of the first. Times I did Looney Bin, the headliner was just kind of like, what are you doing after the show? I, I was so fucking like just stunned yeah. that he even wanted to talk to me, let alone see what I'm doing after. And I was like, um, I'm, 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 I'm just going home probably. And he goes, ah, fuck that. Why don't you come with us? It was Thursday night. It was the first night that we're like that we're all there and doing the thing. So the next night on Friday, after we'd gone to the bar the night before, I come in and he goes, "How you doing, bud?" And I was like, "I'm fucking hungover as shit." <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, "Ah, ready for do ready to do two shows." Just smacks my back. Here we go. But like then the next time I did it, the headliner was more along the lines of like, "Hey, good yeah, set." That's how you never know. Like, yeah, you're just like, good set. All right, see you. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> 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 All right, well, I guess I'm taking his shot. I bought it for him, but I'll just go fuck myself. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. But, like, that's the thing, too, is that it's like it does. I think people are under the impression that you pick who you, like, open for. You yeah. know what I mean? Because all the time there's kind of be like, yeah, I don't know. That guy sucked. And you're just kind of like. I don't know until I, I get there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even, I didn't even fucking know that guy. Like, that. <laughs> how was my set? I don't give a shit about how that guy yeah. did. <laughs> Who are who are the ones that you're like super proud to have opened for? That's weird because like uh, I think like Gabriel Rutledge was probably one of my favorites. There we go. Uh, Mike Vecchione was mm -hmm. another really good one, New York guy, uh, and Rick Gutierrez was probably I don't know probably taught me the most, and I opened yeah. for him for like six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> we did uh, like the whole circuit. He's the one yeah. I went to the state fair with in Kansas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just love the idea too of just like a headliner looking at you going like, "All right, we're doing a fair." It was uh, <laughs> we're, it we're got, doing it. <laughs> yeah, it we and he would like 
would be super involved. He like he's a comedy teacher, uh, right? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, but like before, like each show, like he'd want to hear my set and would go over. It, it got so annoying. He's like, "We've talked about my like twenty minutes <laughs> for nine hours. It's not fun anymore. <laughs> I want to go I'd like home. To keep having fun with this. Yeah. <laughs> like, Otherwise, I'm gonna fucking kill myself when we're done with this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Like, there was a time, like, whenever I, I did, oh, I think it was, like, I did the Looney Bin weekend in Tulsa, right? So, that's four nights, and that's, what is it? Five? Is six it five shows and five nights? Yeah, yeah, it's, like, six, whatever it is. But then, Maybe like. it's four. I think it is, I think <laughs> four it's four nights. nights. Yeah. yeah. Six shows and four Fucking asshole. Nights. I was like, wait. <laughs> but, like, so you do the six shows and four nights, and then two days later I had shows, and then the next day I had shows, and then the next day I had shows. Yeah. And all of them were 15-minute spots, so you don't want to fuck up what's working for you. So it's in a weird, that, like a little group, dude. Yeah. Oh my god, I had that fucking set so tight that it was seriously like, okay, pause. They're gonna laugh. One person's gonna yell at me. Laughter <laughs> again. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, it gets nerve wracking too because then you'll get like new ideas and things like that that you want to do. Yeah. but you're like, I can't. Fuck but with I can't fuck. It's I like, can't fuck it's with my precious. Working. Yeah, <laughs> you're like a little golem. <laughs> And it's like it's like a drug addict. Like you're chasing that dragon. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just no, no, no. I know what it sounds like now for a really good set, and I'm just going after that every time now. Yeah, it's a problem. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah, you just chase it. Yeah, you got to move on. Yeah, dude, that's the worst part. Is that it's like if you're a comedian and you want to get out, like make sure you do it before your best show. You know what I mean? Like yeah. get out of get out of comedy before you know what a great set sounds like. Like that way you're just you're not chasing a dragon. You're just like, well, that kind of sucked. I mean, I'm glad I did it, but okay. But that first time when you get on stage. And every fucking joke lands and you get fucking great reactions. And afterwards, people are like, that was fucking awesome. You're never leaving. <laughs> you live here now. Like, you, welcome to despair. Like, that's <laughs> you will do anything to get that fucking high back. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking junkies. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Yeah. That's been like, that's probably like one of my most difficult things, I think, is just when I get in like a hot spot like that. Yeah. It's going to take, it takes a while to, like, shake it off of, like, try something new, asshole. Oh, my God. Like, it's just. Well, and I mean, that's the thing, too, is that it's, like, it feels great whenever it happens. But if you're doing the same jokes yeah. over and over again, it kind of starts losing its, like, its, its high, essentially. And it's weird, too, because, like, I'll do uh, you know, some sketch stuff or, like, things like that. Mm -hmm. And that's, like, more of a team sport, you know. Right. And, like, they'll be like, hey, do that thing again or do, like, your old bit. And it's like, no, I don't want to <laughs> do that because I'm going to that well too much. And it's going to not be cool anymore if I keep doing it. Meanwhile, but on Saturday, I'm going to go do my set again. <laughs> right. I'm going to do that set. You know the one I'm talking about? Yeah, you were there. Y'all got memorized. <laughs> I think that's the other funny part, too, about being a comedian is that it's like there are so many comics in town. I know they're set front to back. Yeah. Like if they're like, OK, you're going to do this show. Cool. Who else is on it? Oh, this comic's on it. <laughs> Let me guess. They're going to tell this joke. Yep. Right on schedule. There it is. <laughs> Fucking and they laughed because it's like they they haven't seen it that yeah. many times, but I have, you it's know, like, to them. Yeah. But like, it was really funny. Like, uh, going to who we opened for and things like that. It was, uh, me and Shauna Blake opened for Preacher Lawson. Oh yeah. Yeah. At, I remember. The, at the casino. That was a lot of fucking fun just because he's awesome. Didn't he like come to like the a local show afterwards or oh, something? Oh yeah. He goes to an, he went to an open mic at Reds. Oh Jesus. After <laughs> headlining a casino weekend. He's just like, man, I kind of want to go try some new shit. Where can I do that? And they were just like, um, <laughs> you can go to Reds. <laughs> and he's like, okay. And I guess he showed up, like did a set and a whole nine. Like his brother did one too. Like 
His brother was the one opening for him. Like, it went me, Shauna, the brother, and then Preacher Lawson. But the funniest part was Preacher Lawson was on stage for an hour. Right before he goes on stage, like, we're talking Dan's telling him, you've got four minutes till you're on stage. And Preacher Lawson just goes, where's the bathroom? <laughs> and he goes, it is really far away, and you have four minutes. Preacher Lawson did an entire set, an hour-long set, having to pee. Like, the entire fucking set. <laughs> didn't cut it short or anything. Didn't, like, do a pee-pee dance or anything. Even brought it up on stage. That's saying, the stage uh, feeling, dude, though. Nothing and then, bothers you dude, when, when you're Dude, when he up got there. off yeah. stage, though, he was sprinting. Like, he was just like, thanks, dude. No, thank you, thank you. And just, like, ran just, just straight to where they were pointing. There was a bathroom. <laughs> the dude was awesome. That's the... I think Smokes that... good weed. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He kept offering me his pen. I was like, dude, I'm lit. Like, I'm good. I wonder what the ratio is on, like, the rude dog comedians, like, asking me where the, like, how to get drugs or, yeah. Oh, yeah. My favorite is that whenever you don't have to ask. Yeah. That's my favorite shit ever. Like, I went, I did a show in Arkansas, I want to say. And then as soon as I walked in, the bartender, I was like, hey, man, so I'm here for the open mic. He goes, right on, dude. So you guys are getting set up right over there. I was like, right on. He goes, you smoke? I was like, smoke what, dude? He goes, yeah, you smoke. <laughs> <laughs> and the next thing I know, I'm getting high with a bartender out back, you know? Who was, I think it was Jersey, the Haitian sensation. Uh, <laughs> that's his nick. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> that's what he calls himself. Uh, but yeah, like he came back to like one night when I was just like sitting back there and he was just like, are you uh, one of the comics on the show or a drug dealer? Or well, hopefully both. Like, that's how he like, came back and said hello to me. <laughs> or hopefully both. <laughs> that was a horrible impression. I don't that know. That was what... bordering on Mitch Hedberg. That was. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's a really stylish, you know, guy from the. I think he's like Northeast, I think. He's from. He says Haitian, but he's, you know, full. He's American, I think. But yeah. I say I don't know. Yeah, it's his thing. I don't know. I don't know how true that. I used to say I was a mafia boss from The Sopranos as a professional. Not wrestler. only that, you lied. Said you had a finishing move. Like that exactly. was. <laughs> it's showbiz, babe. Dude. Oh, speaking of people, one of my favorites, uh, John Evans. Mm -hmm. uh, he does uh, open for him, and he has this bit where he says he's the man of like a hundred uh, impressions, and he numbers them. Like so, each impression has a number, and that was like sometimes he would just bust that out as a closer to like do some crowd work, and he'd be like, "All right, like each one's numbered, so you guys call out a number, and I'll do uh, an impression for that corresponding number." What? And then so people would just like start shouting out the numbers, and he'd be like, "Oh, seventeen. That's that's pretty tough, but I think I can pull it out for you guys." And then like my third day of like opening for him, I realized he just has nine impressions. It doesn't matter what number you say. <laughs> <laughs> he would just, they would do them all in order like so, like 17 oh, well that's bill cosby good guess and they're like ooh, 69 you know who that is bill cosby and then like the third night 57 guess what that one's bill cosby already like it was it was the same order every time <laughs> my absolute favorite is watching headliners do their crowd work quote unquote yeah and everyone in that audience is just like oh my god it's amazing that he's making this up on the spot <laughs> and you're like dude i've watched that guy do that same bit <laughs> six fucking times before you got here like <laughs> it's my favorite thing ever yeah. like it's it's incredible but like and the thing about opening for like traveling comics too is that it's like you, you still kind of have like that hope in your eyes you know what i mean like that sparkle of like 
comedian. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm telling jokes. And this guy's just coming off of like a fucking like six week fucking road dog yeah. just stretch of tour where he's just kind of like, oh my god, please don't give me another fucking chicken wing. <laughs> like just fuck. Can I get real food? Like anything, please. And you're just kind of like, hey, you got any advice? Yeah, find a new fucking career. Like that's <laughs> those are my favorites because I'm like, oh, this guy's gonna get hammered with me. This is gonna be awesome. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but like, who are the ones that like? Whenever you started, like, who do you think you kind of were going for? Like your style and whatnot. Uh, I don't know. That's bounces as such a. It was like. That's a heavy question for a comic. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know. I I was obsessed with Carlin when I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, That was just my favorite. I saw one of his last shows in 08. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's Uh, awesome. It was in the the PAC here with the Sopranos cast member opening for him. Get the fuck out of here. Um, What a fucking tie-in. I forget the character's (laughs) name. It was uh, the guy in Chris Maltesanti's crew in season six. Uh, Oh, yeah. That old old chestnut. That fucking guy. (laughs) He has like three lines. He follows him around. (laughs) 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 He had his own show on ABC, The Neighbors. Uh, The Neighbors? The Neighbors. It was this weird show on like ABC. It lasted two seasons. (laughs) Was that the one with old... uh, What was fucking... Their neighbors were aliens from outer space. Nope, I would have gotten that so wrong. After like, <laughs> they were all named after athletes, like that were like famous. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was the weirdest. Show. Jamie Gertz was the mom. Oh, good lord! Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember this at all. No one watched it. That's why it didn't. Oh last. my god, that's fantastic! Yeah. <laughs> well, and I mean, like when it comes to okay, we're talking about starting comedy and all that shit. Whenever you first started, did you like was was your style kind of the same as it is now, no. or have you kind of like I hated my I think well, were you about to say I hated myself? I like, hate I hate myself <laughs> thinking about myself. Then I was like, what were you doing? You're an idiot. Oh my god, I thought I was. But the, that's good though. Like that means you're better. Oh yeah, like like, like if you don't cringe if, when you look at your old self, if you're you haven't embarrassed grown. by what you did earlier, that's good. That means you learned something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I thought I was the edgy storyteller when uh, I first started. Yeah. And I mean, it worked. I mean, I was that's essentially what i was for a little while but that got old real fucking fast so theatrical and like i was like a stage kid up there even though i was 30 (laughs) the drama nerd (laughs) even though i never i sounded like vanessa bayer whenever she plays like the child actor in the (laughs) snl skits it's like like, where is the dog so wherever could he be that is so oddly specific but also spot on (laughs) like (laughs) But like I yeah now I do because I was just like reading from a script essentially right it was like well I, because it's the exact it's kind of the same as what we were talking about because like when you first start out you're just like oh don't fuck up yeah. they'll, they'll know if you fuck up your own jokes like the, it's like no I, if you just have fun you're funny like yeah you got this yeah <laughs> you'll be fine like we I would put so much pressure on myself at first like for writing and like how I did anything like if I bombed even a little bit. I would be at my house that night just sitting there fucking like drinking a beer and smoking a joint being like, you're a piece of shit. You know that, right? Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to die alone. Might as yeah. well find a sturdy beam right now. That's where you're going to hang yourself. <laughs> but you're a comedian, so the noose will be bejeweled. Here we go. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're wacky. <laughs> but like, I, yeah, now I'm kind of like, 
finding my groove a little bit better, especially after COVID, especially like we were talking about, like trying it's new weird shit. It's because like, you get to be like, you're not new again. It's like, it is like being new, but with everything you learned, like, you know, the like, oh, yeah. old creepy joke of like old guys would say, like, I wish I could go back to being like 1920, knowing what I know now. Yeah. It's, that's kind of what this is. <laughs> I wish <laughs> it's that. Like, I know what I know. Yeah, that we're fucking, all like that old back, chestnut. We're all coming back, but we still remember all the mistakes and things we learned. Oh, yeah. Like, it was kind of one of those things just kind of, I almost visualize it as we're all kind of coming out from a bunker and just going like, all right, we're all here? Yeah. We're all here? All right, let's keep going. Like, <laughs> like Kyle Kinane, I, I said that this, I made this kind of joke, but it wasn't nearly as funny. as So Kyle Kinane's is, uh, he's going on tour and I think it's called, uh, now where were we tour? <laughs> like, <laughs> and I was like, dude, that's exactly how it felt. Like 2020 ends, we start getting out again and everyone's just kind of like, and we're back. Like yeah. fuck that bread making. It's I'm weird. out. Like <laughs> I thought it was like going to be like, I thought there was going to be a parade or something like something. Some, like some fireworks or something. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no we're adults. No one gives a, a shit. shit. <laughs> no one gives a flying fuck. Go back to work. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there was nothing. There was no, no. fanfare or anything. Like, no. I was just, yeah. Why would there be fanfare? <laughs> I don't know. I expected. That's, well, what was it? Louis C.K. talking about that? He was just like, when you're a kid or an old person and you do something, people are like, yay. But when you're in your like 30s and 40s, like, yeah, good fucking job. You did your fucking job. What do you want? Like, yeah, we just made it through like a world's like most deadly <laughs> disease. There wasn't even cake. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations on not dying. Is that so much to fucking ask for? Like, I appreciate all the stimulus checks, but would a pizza party <laughs> fucking kill you? Like, let's let's make it happen. Come on, fucking Biden. Yeah. Get on the horn, man. Talk to Domino's. About I appreciate the shit. tax break, Uncle Joe. <laughs> but if me and the dudes Old sleepy can get Joe. But if me and the guys can get together and have a new holiday to crack a cold one with, <laughs> and you can do it. Like, we could have a victory over COVID day or something. Well, we do have a new holiday. Uh, Juneteenth is now a federal holiday. But sharp right turn there. He really, jerked yeah. There's <laughs> really not a holiday that we can crack some cold ones and be like, hey. Yeah, gonna, yeah. I'm not going to set any precedents there. I'm just no, going to sit back and watch where that can't. one goes. Yeah. <laughs> they, they were and way ahead of it, too. I'm like jumping in. It was like. Like making fun of like, there's gonna be a mattress sale for it. It's like, oh, that was smart. They, they're, yeah, get yeah. out ahead of it before it becomes a thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, my favorite is that it's like we can't, we have nothing to do with any kind of you know Juneteenth dictation as to what it should be or anything like that. And we're fine with that. That's the kind of white people we are. Yeah. Whereas there are the other ones that it's like, what do you mean we can't weigh in on it? <laughs> fuck this thing. Like, where's our straight parade? Like, yeah. fuck you, dude. Like everything. Yeah. has to be for you. It's not. Yeah. It's not for you. Like, that's <laughs> fine. We're adults. Not everything is about you. <laughs> As a matter of fact. Not a lot of things are going to be about you. Yeah. <laughs> like the Beyonce Super Bowl all over again. <laughs> I love that. That was like the big though. one of like that. Like the first like coach was like, "What? Wait. This is not catered exactly for me." Hold on. Like, <laughs> like people had such a hard time with that one. Such a hard time. Like Coldplay was there, but they didn't give a fuck. Like, no. Like, fuck Coldplay. That's out, like, still out of balance. You can't just throw a Coldplay. <laughs> that doesn't outweigh a Beyonce. Those scales are still tipped. Yeah. Like who the fuck is just like you know it'll balance out this Beyonce. Cold play. Here we go. Nope, they miscalculated nope. the weight on those scales. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It should have just been Beyonce. Let's what be real was, here. Like, what was that Chris Martin guy doing there? Like, no, dude. What was he thinking? Is he got Beyonce? Amazing show, and he's like, I got a piano. <laughs> 
<laughs> I play these melodies sometimes. Do, 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 do. See, that was nice. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, you're like, I don't know what surfboard is, but I'm on board. That's <laughs> that melody's not even his either. That's a craft work ripoff. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Fuck that guy. But like, and his uh, kid's named Apple or something. Oh know. yeah, he's married to old fucking vagina candle lady. I think he has a new. Did that? Well, like yeah, weird. dude, fucking Hollywood changes partners like fucking square it's dancers. Pop. It's yeah. it's insane. I was watching Loki like in like at so a random good. moment, like in season like episode four, watching Loki, and like it just popped into my head like he used to date Taylor Swift. <laughs> like, <laughs> like speaking of parallel oh, universes, shit. Which awful pop song is written about you, Loki? Like, <laughs> None of her songs are awful. Yes, they are. Oh my God. I'm a biggest Swifty. That's such car. Did you just say Swifty? Dude, I'm a Swifty. Is that a, is that a term? I'm all in, dude. Fucking hell. I crack the conspiracy theories. She drops clues on her Twitter and Instagram of like upcoming events. Uh, I know all about the cats, Benji and Olivia Benson and Meredith. Yeah. Her cat's name is Benji, and that's not even going to save this. Fuck that. Well, fuck. no. He's the newest cat. He's the new man. You even know what order she got her fucking cats in? Well, yeah. Oh, get the fuck out of my, <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. You open with this, so that way we don't waste an hour of recording. Get out of my studio. Okay. <laughs> Have you not heard Folklore and Evermore? They're the greatest albums ever. What is wrong with you? Dude, not only... Okay, here's what we're doing. Uh, folklore... You don't come on my podcast and tell me what we're doing. Hold on. In the middle of a pandemic, <laughs> she drops Folklore. A pandang it. Right? And here's... It goes on to win the album of the year Grammy. The day the next like cycle is like eligible for like Grammy awards, she drops a whole nother album. She's well, already called her shot. She's going to win multiple years. You know how many albums she's released this year alone? Well, it's really easy to release those albums when you've got like fucking 20 people working on them. Well, she doesn't. Oh, whatever. It's just, it's just her. Nope. And Jack Antonoff. Nope, I'm still angry because every time my fucking daughter watches any fucking movie with that fucking chick's music in it, it gets stuck in my head for three fucking days. Terrible. That's me. She's dropped like <laughs> five albums this year and four movies. Now, here's the deal. One of those movies was Cats. But <laughs> other than that, it's been all good stuff. I've... Nope. Nope. You just haven't heard Folklore. Oh, is that all it is? Yeah, That's you okay. gotta listen to it. Yeah. Don't you tell me what I gotta do. <laughs> I'll whack you. Put on August and pour yourself a glass of wine. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a wine guy. <laughs> That's probably my real big problem, is that I'm not a wine guy. <laughs> Dude, I swear to God, I... No. I can't do it. I tried. I genuinely tried because I'm not that guy to where it's like metal and punk forever. Fuck the world. Like I love an eclectic array of music, if you will. Yeah. Cannot do Taylor Swift. I cannot do that but poppy repeating no, bullshit. I think you're thinking of back when she was like on the Big Machine label. Are like, you fucking telling me that she there's evolved? A there's a different era of Swift since she's been on her own. A different era of oh, Swift. Oh, yeah. The past three albums. What yeah. the fuck happened to this day? I started so good, and now I'm the era of Swift. How dare you? We're on, she's on a cottage core <gasps> phase right now. Oh, we're in an alternate dimension, speaking of we Loki. We slipped into oh a variant. Oh, my God. That's what happened. Fuck. Classic multiverse. We got a multiverse situation. If I walk out of this studio and Owen Wilson is on a jet ski, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. Yeah. Like, that's, the fact that we didn't get that, by the way... 
Very upsetting. We gotta leave something for season two. Ah, also, like, there's not gonna be yeah. plenty for season two. Get the fuck out! Remember of here. the multiverse we were on when we started the Sopranos podcast? <laughs> <laughs> nope. This is the greatest show of all time by several rankings on the internet. Oh well, if it's on the fucking internet, it's got to be true. That's <laughs> on all your listicles. You'll find the Sopranos. Hey man, is you a don't be talking about favorite. another man's listicles, okay? You just don't do it. <laughs> Sopranos is always in the top three. Top three, really? Oh yeah. What else? What are the, what are the other two that are probably going to be most um, commonly in the top? Maybe three? like a Breaking Bad, Wire, Game of Thrones okay. situation. Okay. But here's the deal. Here's my argument. Without the Sopranos, you'd never have those. Hmm. That's fair. Because they, they essentially had, like, HBO on their back for, like, well, years. Yeah. Well, that not only did it start, like, that Sunday night HBO has been, like, a part of my life. Like, that is a big oh, thing Oh, yeah. In my Whenever world. Sopranos started, yeah. I remember so many people being like, hey, it's Sunday. Don't fucking bother me tonight. I got shit to do. And yeah. it's like, the shit they had to do was they were going to, like, I'm not kidding you. This is 100% what a buddy of mine did. He would go to a deli and get, like fucking cold cut like sandwiches but like you know like satriales oh yeah like super refined like fucking deli shit get to his house by the way didn't exactly make a lot of money when he was doing this so he would spend like a portion of his check to have this shit for sunday or like he'd make pasta he'd make like fucking it was ridiculous and then he would sit there with his roommate and watch fucking sopranos like yeah. every sunday and i was like I mean, we go they've to the been, bar. You could yeah. record it. It's no, not man. the fucking same. Like, you, and they've been on that run till COVID. Like, they've always had like a, a oh, show yeah. going. And like, no, oh, I Lovecraft saying, Country, Watchmen, fucking HBO has still the Sunday night eight o'clock slot. Like, is just reliable. Oh yeah. Like, you like, know, even if coming. even if you're not into like the theme or something like that, like ah, uh, it's a show about. Well, I don't really know if I'll like Sunday at eight. Okay. Like yeah, even their misses, <laughs> like they're even their bad ones are good. Like you, know, like, like what? I mean, there was like vinyl. Uh, oh that, yeah, that was a swing and we're a miss. lucky. That one, the horse <laughs> yeah. race one with Dustin Hoffman. Oof. Yeah, but still Oof. good. I would. I, I mean, don't even think Dustin Hoffman wants to talk about that one. <laughs> Lovecraft Country was one of the bad ones. But Lovecraft like, it was still Country was good. incredible. Thank you very much. Azel, I don't know. How the fuck canceled, dare though. you? No, it didn't. Yeah, it, did. it did the entire first season, and all they said we're not doing a season two. <laughs> That's just, not canceled. Just last week ago, though, they were all planning on See, it. See, this is why I hate Taylor Swift. That bitch can make all these fucking albums. We can't get season two of Lovecraft Country. Fuck this country. All right, here they, we go. They barely got through the first one. They, they fired, like, the entire writing staff after, like, the second episode. It was still fucking amazing. They had to, like, change it all. It was still fucking amazing. Yeah, all right. It was still fucking amazing. I'll keep doing it. I don't give a shit. It's my show. I'll do it for an hour. I don't give a but fuck. But not even, like, like <laughs> did they start, the, like, Sopranos start, like, that Sunday night HBO thing, too? Yeah. It was, like, uh, the fifth episode... Uh, college that was like the first anti-hero and like they got pushed back from that like when oh really Tony first killed a man oh shit yeah on why he was going to college with meadow taking her like on and that well, was like that... i watched uh i was watching what was it? it was no reservations anthony bourdain yeah and he was doing new jersey well so of course new jersey it's all over the show sopranos you know the new jersey hey, new jersey well there's bullshit so of course the second half of the episode is him and like you know the urban part of new jersey and he meets with mario batali goes to this like super italian fucking like pastry shop essentially and they're like oh yeah we sell out of cannolis every fucking sunday we gotta make so many fucking cannolis because everyone goes picks them up yeah and then goes watch fucking sopranos and so like this was probably after i want to say that it was on for like a year something like that but like so they made a whole mafia fucking hit joke or whatever but like 
I don't think people nowadays fully grasp just how like by the balls Sopranos had like mainstream pop culture. Yeah. Like you had to make a reference to the Sopranos all the time. It did, yeah. And like I was saying, like it invent like with that like moment when Tony like became like the answer, he killed like they pushed back. They're like, Oh, the show's over. Yeah. Like, you can't have the main character kill someone. Like it wouldn't everybody was like, It's not gonna work. My, like, how far done. we've come. Yeah, like, and that's then, like <laughs> he did it, he pulled it off, and it like people were okay. Like and, and they kept doing you it. You couldn't yeah, you know, Heisenberg couldn't make meth if that didn't oh, work. Yeah. No. You know? Hell no. Yeah. Like everything was wow, I never thought about it that way actually. That was the first one. Like, yeah. That's like a lot of people, like, I think they misspeak when they say that the college is the greatest episode of The Sopranos. It's not the best episode. It is the most important episode, probably right. the most important episode in modern TV. Yeah. Uh, like, it just kind of made that prestige TV that it was, it's okay, we can have this guy do this. That's kind of It was the almost point. kind of the, the moment that HBO was like, hey, we can do this. Yeah. You can't. Like, looking at other networks being like, <laughs> that's cute. And you can't do what we do. it was to be Fox, too. Yeah. It was uh, the pilot. I love the idea of Sopranos on Fox. Like it's you can't weird. say fuck. Like you can't see, watch like the brains coming out of the fucking head and shit like yeah. that. The pilot was filmed in '97 for Fox. Like and it Jesus. didn't work. Like and it's like go back to weird. It's like the Bada Bing sign has nipples. Like, oh yeah. How that's gonna work? Oh yeah. <laughs> like, Not how, just nipples. Like the prominent nipples on like, the end of the bees. So the bees in Bada Bing look like boobs. There's four boobs. There's two two pairs. <laughs> Up there. Two per. Yeah, two, <laughs> two full on sets. <laughs> I just love the idea of, of, of they pitch this to Fox. It's like, okay, so what's it about? Well, there's this guy and he wants to fucking kill people. Okay, okay, hold on. Hold on. All right, and so they also, they hang out at a strip club. We have so many problems with this. No. Like, <laughs> I don't know what that little plan was from that. I mean, I think it was more about the therapy at first because that was... You know, I mean, it's the a concept big part of the of it. show. Well, is, that was around the time, like, wasn't that around the time that, like, the movie Analyze This came out? Yeah, there's a lot of time. They like even Robert De Niro, it in Billy the show Crystal. Of which okay. one came first? Oh, yeah, really? Of who had the idea first? Like, okay. They even like joke about it in the show a little bit. Yeah. Well, I watched the movies and I really enjoyed them. I never watched Analyze I This or that. I really enjoyed them. I was a Sopranos guy through and through. But Billy Crystal is just fucking funny to me. Like, will always be funny to me. That guy's he's just got a fucking main line to my funny bone because I've watched him do some real garbage movies and I fucking <laughs> still loved his part in it. I'm like, he still got it. He still got it. <laughs> like, now you're throwing zingers. <laughs> he's just. Like, uh, you know what I actually think is an underrated movie? I know it's like a rom-com, but America's Sweethearts. Do you ever watch that one? Nope. John Cusack, <laughs> Catherine Zeta-Jones, Julia Roberts, Billy Crystal, fucking Hank Azaria, Seth Green, uh, Christopher Walken. Like, it's just got a fucking litany of these super funny people, right? And it's all about, like, it's essentially making fun of Hollywood the whole fucking time. And it's fucking great. And Billy Crystal is in it, and he makes the... He's just Billy Crystal. You know what I mean? He's just hes just fucking just... Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> but very nicely. Yeah. And the whole time I'm just sitting there... This was made like, 01. So I had it on VHS. And I'm sitting there watching it, just going like, he still got it. It was in 01. And I, to the, it's 2021. Just like Quinn Christopher Lloyd? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he mm-hmm. still got it? He still got it. Like, he, I don't know what it is. He just... He knows me. But, like, yeah. Analyze this. He plays, like, the therapist. And Robert De Niro, of course, plays like the the mafioso motherfucker who just yeah. comes in. And exactly what we were talking about before, that it's like toxic masculinity. Like he doesn't want to get help or anything like that. Yeah. But then as he's starting to get help, 
Then, of course, he kind of ropes his therapist into the world of organized crime at one point. It's very good. That's what I, that time <laughs> period is so weird uh, because there was a lot of projects like even like Austin Powers, mm-hmm. and, like The Sopranos. They all touched on the look how gross our society has been in the past, and good thing we're not like that anymore. Yeah, and, and then like, you were fucking gross in the nineties. Yeah, still, you are gross like, making it this makes movie. You weird. Like, like it makes you think about like how caveman are we still now? Right, like because like, like Austin Powers, like the entire plot line is like how gross we were in the sixties. That was night. That was the same like summer that American Pie came out. Yeah, <laughs> like and they're like we're so evolved now. <laughs> I read something that it was like uh, if we wanted to make a movie. So in in like ninety seven, they made the movie about the sixties. If we wanted to, we can make a modern day Austin Powers about the nineties. Yeah, and that made me very upset <laughs> because that would be probably one of the worst fucking movies. That we could possibly watch is bringing up all the shit that we all did in the 90s. Just uh, everybody was so dumb and confident. So fucking dumb. <laughs> so we had no fucking idea what kind of adulthood we were about to have. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. What, what is the thing that you miss the most about the 90s? Uh, not much. Yeah, uh, I, was th- I, I was thinking about it the other day of like, I remember like there was so much like political activism in the 90s and i don't remember what for like, it was it was like, a lot of like pro-choice is it now oh it's still like, going like well, like where is like all this now? like i remember like there was always like a rage against the machine and a system of a down and it's like who's <laughs> because there's a lot of material we're leaving on the table oh, yeah. for them well and i mean i mean i think that's kind of our thing for, like, now today. too is it's like everybody's too afraid to say something now i think i don't know oh no the i think the opposite is true nowadays now it's oh fuck you like immediately <laughs> there's no artistry to it there's, you don't have any zach de la roca dropping some... you <laughs> that's it we just go we just went past all of the well why do you feel that way we went past all of that and went straight to fuck you like i love it by the way maybe it was like back then it's like i gotta write this catchy song about it but like now it's just like i'm gonna say some shit on twitter <laughs> <laughs> old Tom Morello can play a guitar, but he in 140 to, characters, he I'm about to ruin to that guy's life. Have you seen that guy? He can roast some people dude, on Instagram. I swear he to God, have to do the guitar I am tricks here anymore. for Tom Morello on social media, dude. Yeah. Like it's incredible. Like recently, he went to the the uh, the Star Wars land in Disney World, oh, yeah. right? And I guess like he goes up to the bar, and it's Tom fucking Morello. We all know who what he looks like. We all yeah. so he walks into the bar, and I guess the bartender leans over slides like a sticker across to him and it's like rebellion general and he goes well just so you know we don't get a lot of generals in here but uh real proud of your work and like he he posted and he goes i almost fucking cried like (laughs) (laughs) but like that's the thing is that it's like like, and also did you see the one where uh he posted some anti-trump thing or whatever and some trump fan came on and was just like leave it to another fucking musician try and talk politics when oh, he doesn't yeah. know what the fuck he's, he's talking about major. yeah he's <laughs> like you don't have to be a political science major from harvard to understand that this is all bullshit yeah. also by the way i'm a political science major from harvard <laughs> You fucking Walmart Dale Earnhardt piece of shit. <laughs> By the way, Dale Earnhardt would never be okay with this shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Raise hail, praise Dale. That's what I was just so thinking. they had so much of that. Like I don't know if we get like that, but in our music and art, like yeah. anymore. I, like the word Serge Tanky and like telling me about like he taught me about the Armenian genos- genocide. Like oh, yeah. I had no idea what that I didn't was. know what the fuck he was <laughs> talking about. I had to get on Google like, <laughs> until he explained it to me. I was like, holy shit, oh, oh, this guy. And then he does another song. The next song's about pogo sticks and cocaine. Oh like, yeah, he keeps it fresh, dude. He has got <laughs> some fucking balance about him. Like that's <laughs> it's like all right, I'm gonna pick you guys up. Like, like the very first song on Toxicity is the prison song. Yeah. Where they're talking about the... He just raps stats. Oh, yeah. The incarceration <laughs> rates of America. That's like, a lyric. Yeah. yeah. Like, he just goes right into the entire statistical, like, anomaly that is the incarceration rate of of Americans. Like, yeah. it's insanity. What he, uh, and he invented, like, he didn't invent it, but, like, he put it, like, in his music somewhere that, like, it helped, like, a rebellion in uh, Armenia mm-hmm. of, like, he did the decentralized riots or decentralized protesting. Oh, okay. Where, uh, like, he talked about in a song, and, like, and it worked, or it was like, hey, you guys are standing in, like, one group of a thousand people. Right. Uh, and the police can stop you that way. But if you, like, break into, like, a hundred groups of ten people, they can't fucking stop you. They can't, you. but what are they going to do? And, like, you know, he sang about that, and, like, and then, like it worked, and then, like, a thing. Well, I think it's really funny, too. Like, everyone's always up in There's arms. probably, like, some, like, BS history of, like, that's been around since, like, the oh, 1600s. I and, like, have someone's no gonna doubt. Listen. <laughs> like, I like, think the funniest... Serge Tanking didn't invent that. I'm, not, I'm saying, like, he spread the word about uh, it. On that <laughs> note, we do have an email address if you want to say, go fuck yourself, Wade. It's, pen, it's bingepodcast918 at gmail.com. But I... <laughs> I the thing that really will send me down a fucking doom spiral sometimes if I'm at my house I'm just smoking having a good time is that it's like okay now we have the fight for things like Black Lives Matter you know uh, we're a little bit still fighting for gay rights I mean gay rights like they can get married everything like that but it's still like prominent homophobia and like you know all this stuff transphobia all this shit we're still in those fights but for as long as there's been people. We've always been trying to fight something, and it bums me out to think, like, oh, fuck, what's the next thing? You know what I mean? Because as soon as we get anything done with any of these, it's just human nature that it's like, all right, moving on. Yeah, it's a Sisyphean cycle. Yeah, what's what's the next one? Let's yeah. let's get fucking, let's get adamant about that. It's like, couldn't we just enjoy the win? <laughs> couldn't, couldn't we, can we take a lap? Like, real quick, like, y'all went from, like, gay marriage directly into another one. It's like, couldn't we have just, like, seen some really heartfelt gave wedding videos first like that would have been cool nope we're going back out on the streets all right it's hot out here <laughs> like like I, do, I don't get me wrong i'm i'm absolutely for it if there's a fight to be had go for it and i'm i'm fucking with you but i'm also tired <laughs> and y'all march that's uh, just there's a lot of marching involved <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like i don't know it, it's the part that bums me out is that it's like there's really no winning in the end like you try really hard and you'll be like, okay, we got this done. That's cool. How long did it take us? 45 fucking years. God damn it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's, it's never going to end. Like, there's always going to be something. There's there has be to be. We're, we're, there's always going to be bad, dumb people. You know? Bad, dumb people. That that should just be what they're called from yeah. now on. Fuck all the, like, nicknames and shit like that. You are bad, dumb people. Yeah. You know, There's good, dumb, and bad, dumb. You are bad, dumb. <laughs> Yeah, right now we have, like, a weird dumb of, like, a generation gap. Yeah. Like, that's so weird. How like, do you... This has to be the biggest, like, generation gap ever. Of, oh, like... definitely. Yeah. How do you fucking lose an election and still fucking say things like, I'll, I'll get it. What are you talking about? You <laughs> lost. Like, get the fuck out. Like, what are you doing? 
That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. Anyway, so the first two seasons, <laughs> he's going up against his mom and his uncle, right? And they're plotting against him. <laughs> And then they wrap that up. Season three is just a series of bottle episodes all around the clock. Season four, they all buy houses, get horny, and their pets die. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was just bringing it back now. <laughs> they all get horny. And in season, oh, yeah, we're going to, I was just making a transition. <laughs> but they do. It was a, they, it was, they buy like I will five houses. It wasn't the smoothest segue, but you did it. Like it's here, we're here. That's fine. <laughs> they all get horny. There's multiple like sleeping with each other's gumars. That's when Carmela's doing our Furio. What thing. in the fuck is a gumar? <laughs> you don't just drop a word like that and just what, move on. Po- uh, that's their, their your side girl is yeah. Uh, is the gumar that that sounds offensive. But <laughs> like, it's not. A, it's yeah. I, I think I feel like a woman would rather be called a side chick than a gumar. That just sounds like a no, Mario I think, character. Maybe it's my pronunciation, but it's it's very, it's an Italian. <laughs> it's, it's 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 gumar. Like it's like a fancy word. It's, okay, so and sometimes with a C and sometimes with a G, and I don't know which is which. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. But that's like part of the, you know, the mafia code. Like Friday's for the wife, Saturday's for the gumar. Yeah. That's awful. Yeah. Maybe my <laughs> accent can't say that word. It's like armoire. Like, you know, it's just, like, it doesn't sound It's like good. when people try and say aluminum. <laughs> yeah. And they're all like, yeah, swapping gumars. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> the other wives are, you know, with the furio. And then, yeah, their pets die. And that's season four. And that's a wrap on season four. <laughs> Chris sits on the dog. Pile my burns down. Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> so you tapped out at season three. You missed. Oh, yeah. This. No, I, I feel like I made the right call, though. No. Oh, oh, yeah. It gets so much. It's I. Well, you just said like bottle episodes in season three. I think that's what it was, is that it was just a whole lot of like, it, oh, my God. Season I just three sat is through 13 fucking, movies. Yeah. I was like, I just yeah. sat through a fucking at, that has nothing to do. They don't move the plot forward at all in season three. And that's how it, the whole season is set up that way. It starts with that banger of a song of I'll be watching you by the police and <laughs> uh-huh. the dragnet thing. That oh, Which, by the way, those songs have the same bass line. You never notice. But they mashed them up there. And it's <sighs> FBI's planting like all these listening devices in them. And then yeah. season three starts. And it's just them living their life for an entire year. Like it goes around. Like it starts like Fourth of July and ends on the Super Bowl. And it's oh just, Jesus! It's like each episode is like a slice of their life, like through that whole year. And like there's weird, like there's different like main characters in each episode. Like one episode uh-huh. is like the stripper with the Ralph Cifaretto. One episode right. is Bobby Backlund's dad, who was Uncle Polly in Rocky movies. <laughs> Remember, <laughs> like. And they, that was, like, a big thing. Like, he had to, like, whack a guy, but he was, like, too old and incompetent. But it was, like, we can't tell him not to because that's a big slap in the face. Oh, that's And fair. then, he, like, he dies on the job, you know, and crashes into a t- Anyway, like, <laughs> that's... Spoilers. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's in one episode. That's the great thing about season three is it's 13 movies. Yeah. Great thing or awful thing, depending on who you ask. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I got halfway it, through. It, I think it depends on, like, that's... Uh, it's questionable, like whether Sopranos is like a good binge too, because it is that's like fair. all the like it. They're built in a pre-binge era, so it's like it meant to like have that flow of like oh, yeah. it sets you down nicely at the end, and you can be done for a week, right? Like, well, and I mean like Landry was talking about because when Landry was on, he did the first episode, he did Lost, yeah, and so he was talking about the same thing that it's like you can binge it, but 
the way that it was set up whenever they made it and everything is that it's like, all right, previously on. And then yeah. like the first 10 minutes of the episode are catching you up again. Just kind of like, okay, just a exactly. reminder that, uh, you know, so-and-so is dead. Pre-DV- like pre DVR. Yeah. Like, like, so it was essentially like, Oh, you missed last week. Well, you're fucked. Like, yeah. I don't know. You better find someone who recorded it, I guess. Like, I don't know what the fuck you want from me. Yeah, Whereas now, like right, at my leisure, I'll watch this. Like, yeah. Way before they figured out the formula, like in like a thing like Stranger right. Things is like peak binge. Like they, there's oh, something yeah. about it. I don't even like that. They show. just go right. What? Hold don't, on. No, here's the deal. We, no, 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 no. I don't. How do know you a not like that name. fucking show? I don't know what's happening. There's an upside down in Gorgodons. And, and Gorgodons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a Demogorgon. You fucking. Flip. I have watched each season in one day. Like every time oh, yeah. it, it drops, you go get some coffees that are fancy and chocolatey, <laughs> and you get some snacks, and you just you you bang it out. That's what you do. You knock out the eps. This is so specific. It's a ritual. Like I said, I don't know what they That's do. That's your Soprano Sunday. Like, it's something like about it. Like it, they have like a. Four, like I said, I'm not into the show at all. I don't know what I it is. I love the show. Because it just reminds me of those old, like... What's one character's name? What? What's one character's name? Eleven. Well, that's an easy one. Well, get the fuck... (laughs) You're the one that put the bar so low. Like, that was... (laughs) But, like, I just like it because it just feels like those old movies that we watched when we were kids. Like, it was just kind of like... that VHS, like, fun 80s. Like, it's weird how, like, they're dealing with, like, the fate of the world and, like, upside downs and other dimensions, but it has, like, a fun weightiness to it. Oh, yeah. Like, you don't you don't take it that seriously. Like, it's just fun. They're also, being adorable and forming, like, groups on a heist mission at the end of the last season with cute code names like Scoop Troop. Scoop Troop. Come on, that's adorable. They're fighting interdimensional demons with tactical and names. And one of them is the Scoop, is Scoop Troop. <laughs> like that's a, I want to. That's the fucking fun. greatest part too. Like they're they're talking to each other over a fucking ham radio. You know what I mean? Like that they're, they're not like all right. I'll text you whenever he shows up. That makes it a little too yeah. on the nose for nowadays. They got a ham radio that has got fucking like a two foot long fucking antenna on the top of it. So the whole time you're like, oh, they're in danger. Look at that fucking radio. I don't know why I was worried. They got it. Like, they'll figure it out. But like, can we talk about the trans- the transition of Steve from season Which one? One's Steve? He's the one. Harrington. With- yeah. Okay. With the hair. Yeah. Is, they really thought Steve hard Harrington? about the- Is that the character or the actor? I think that's the the character. Okay, Steve is the character. I know that part. I don't know about the last name though. I think it is Harrington though. I don't know. I know he was in a movie in 2020. He was one of my one three hundreds, and it was was it weird? All right. Oh, okay. It was called Spree. He was an Uber driver who was trying to get a viral video, and eventually it escalates into him just straight murdering. Okay. <laughs> it's really kind of. It's all right. <laughs> I think I left it, it three ends, stars. It ends with murder, but yeah. you know, getting there is okay. Lots of murders, lots of murders, and stand-up comedy. No he shit. Stalks Cezir, Cezir, I can't say her name from SNL. Cezir Zameda. Oh, cool. Yeah, That's and really she's like a stand-up cool. comedian, and she like he goes to her shows, and yeah, oh. she has all the views. Does he kill her? I can't remember. Oh, fair I enough. Watched 300 movies. You're like, I would spoil it, but I don't even fucking remember. <laughs> like I said, I got into some weird stuff, and that was one of them. Anyway, back to Steve. Back to Steve. 
The oh, he's the, got some arcs. Yeah, he, he definitely was, had some fucking... Because like, in the first season, he's a fucking asshole. It's almost the Fast and... Uh, there has to be like a word for it. I want to coin one. Like Fast and Furian. Of like where the, <laughs> where the bad guy like becomes the like part of the team in part the next of, one. Is <laughs> it part of the crew? Yeah. Like you can kill Han and then in the eighth one, you're in the next like, you know, mission to steal Dude, a bolt. I watched but that's maybe like three was, of those. You know, maybe three of those of the Fast and Furious. And then I was like, okay, there's... They're running out of shit to talk about. There's no way they're going to make more of these. Now there's like nine of them. Dude, they picked up after that Justin Lin guy like took over. Like he was like, no, we're going to make this a four quadrant. Like we're going to have like someone from every country. And that's what's going to go to every market. And it's just going to be fun and kind of campy. But we're going to be like self But then we're going to be like, all right, that's part of it. We're just campy. Ah, It's fun. But like with with Steve, though. (laughs) (laughs) It's his Fast and Furious arc. Yeah, like, and then they're like, second, second, second season, he's like, kind of a cool dude. You're like, okay. And then third season, he's a full on part of the fucking crew, man. Like, he's in the scoop troop. I believe he's scoop troop. Yeah, he works at the scoop. Yep, yep. Well, and the the thing that I'm scared of though is that like, they had to take the break, you know, because of COVID and everything. But what if these fuckers are too old now? Yeah, because like the the redheaded chick from season Sadie. Yeah. She's in the fucking. Uh, I, that's the actress's name, and I only know because she's in the the Fear Street movie. Yeah, that just that's came what I was out. gonna say. She's in the Fear Street movies, and yeah. it's like she's kind of dealing with some shit. At like, and I'm like, it's fucking weird watching you do this. Like at one point, there's a slow motion part where she's kind of like jumping. At one point, I go, Mm-mm, stop it! Oh, <laughs> stop it! Like that? No, no. Like Maya nah. Hawk? Like yeah? Like whatever? <laughs> like uh, old fucking what's her nuts from Game of Thrones got of age. And then she's like having sex on screen. There were so many people that were freaked out. They were just kind of like, uh, no! Yeah. uh, Uh, Arya Stark. Yeah. And that that was, uh, her age was like the most Googled thing that night. Yeah. They were just kind (laughs) of like, please tell me she's 18. Like like, 22. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I remember that. Because like you could still do that. Like pull up Google stats. Like they'll show you like a little line graph of like how many things are Googling. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But like that, it worries me though that like the the next season, because obviously they're going to do another one. They they still got Thanksgiving. Huh? Isn't it a different holiday every season? See, I can't remember this show, but I have to like watch them. Isn't it a different holiday? I think so, yeah. Like the and last they were one like, was like 4th of July. Yeah, and yeah. they were like, we'll see you at Thanksgiving break, I think is how they left it, right? Oh, they did, didn't they? But that's the thing is that it's like, how can they sit there and say like, only that amount of time has gone by whenever like they're going to come on? It's like, that fucker's got a beard now. Yeah, they, like, had that's- to, <laughs> they had to de-age that one uh, Finn something. I don't know. Finn? The main one. Uh, I oh, know yeah. their names. D-age? They had to de-age him for It. Because they did It and oh, It too. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. So he's already well, like fuck. grown up that much. And how are they going to do those Quiet Place movies? Because those have taken place in like eight hours. Right? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and that deaf girl. Well, that like, was a hard eight hours on that guy. That it was. was. I remember like watch. I was watching the second one and that's when it started to like blow my mind of like yeah. how little they're moving the football here. It's yes. like, oh, this is all just one day, and it's been two movies. <laughs> right. Guys, you got to throw that fucking ball, man. Yeah. Like, that's... <laughs> and, like, they set up, like, a third movie, and it's like, it's going to be nighttime, and you guys got to go to that secret island over there. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, and I mean, because, But like, it's going to be five years later, and these kids are going to be adults. Well, because, like, the, the season three of Stranger Things ends with, like, the sheriff guy, like, dying, right? Like, well, quote, yeah, unquote, Yeah, and then he gets dying. rescued by the Black Widows. Right. And... <laughs> and I thought, well, fucking Scarlet Joe comes through. I was watching the Black <laughs> Widow movie, and I was just like, "Isn't he in a Russian prison in another show?" 
This guy gets in trouble. It's this like guy, Matt Damon was is... getting lo- left alone on the outer space. Yeah, like, like this remember guy when Matt Damon was in like off five movies where he was just abandoned in outer space? He's just in fucking space. Like, well, <sighs> this fucking sucks. There's nothing out here. Martian and that one with Matthew McConaughey's kids. All right, all Earth. right, all right. <laughs> oh my god. This might be the most derailed episode we've done on Binge. Like, I love Carol, it. I made notes about The Sopranos. Fucking Lynn came in last week to do Cheers, and she had fucking, she made fun of me because I called them cue cards. She had fucking three by fives that had, like, points written on them How about Cheers. How the episode was Lynn laughing? We actually, oh my god, yeah, I love when Lynn laughs. It's, it's my, I love when Lynn laughs. That's the greatest, like, That episode L's. probably sounds like the, the. NBA on TNT halftime shows where it's just like Charles Barkley and Shaq and that other guy laughing. Like that's 90% of the show. The it's funniest like part about that like is I don't even like sports and I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like, like it's always <laughs> on like at a bar or restaurant. Oh, yeah. and it's always like so-and-so down by 10 and then one of the two, Barkley or Shaq, smarts off and it's fucking done. And we're just, we're off to the <laughs> fucking races now. <laughs> Dude, that's what like most episodes of the show are like. Like, well, they'll come on. They're like, "All right, I'm gonna talk about the show. I've got all these points I want to make." And then I'm like, "Yo, like, let's get high. Like, let's <laughs> let's smoke before we do this episode. Let's see what happens." Like, <laughs> rarely does the guest partake. But all right, <laughs> I had so many stats for you, like ready to what are you go still doing? about the. I don't know. I just, yeah, I was, you caught me in a bluff. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got me. <laughs> Oh my god, that's got to What I'm trying Steve to think. Steve Buscemi directed four episodes. <laughs> I don't no, know. the fuck he didn't. Yeah, that's awesome. I love Steve Buscemi. They don't talk enough about like we get the 9/11 stories all the time about Steve Buscemi. What we don't hear about his contributions to television directing. Oh yeah, like he did Oz. I think he did a couple of Wires, and then like comedy, he did a bunch of Thirty Rocks and Portlandia's. Uh-huh. Dude, he just... was hilarious on Thirty Rock. He played that PI that like for some reason, always wanted to go undercover as a woman. Like, he was just like, yeah, so now I'm a secretary. (laughs) But, like, dude, 30 Rock is another one that had just some of the greatest writing. Like, it was so fucking good. Their callbacks are incredible. They really are. Like, they'll fucking call back some shit from season one, and you're like, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) I love how we just keep talking about other shows that I like to say, but can we talk about the arcs on Sopranos? (laughs) You never had the makings of a varsity athlete, and then that comes back five seasons later (laughs) when Uncle June says it, and it sets Tony off while he's in a meeting with John Sacramone. (laughs) Sacramone? They call him Johnny Sacks. Yeah. He's the boss of New York. I'm sorry. His last name is Sacamone. Yeah. Also, so sack of money. That's a little on the nose. Yeah. You say it out loud. Yeah. I never noticed. <laughs> <laughs> it, that guy's name is fucking Johnny Sack of Money. Like that it's is his Sacramone. fucking name. <laughs> they call him Johnny Sack. So it's get the fuck out of here. Like that's <laughs> he is. Y'all one of them ran most... out of fucking names. Like he's sack of my sack. Sacramone. There we go. <laughs> he was a season one character too. <laughs> they just <laughs> they ran out immediately. <laughs> and that's like a real honest birth certificate name. That's not like Polly Walnuts. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Which is not on his birth certificate. I love which would the... be fudge because Polly Walnuts' mom's not his mom. It's his aunt who was a nun. Big reveal. Yeah, she was a nun. His mom, his real mom's a nun, and that's why the person he thinks his mom is like someone else because she like took him in because he was like, oh wow, the nun was out there gallivanting around doing the damn thing. Yeah, some guy named Rusty, I think. Oh, also, the guest stars in The Sopranos—not guest stars, like little-known actors—pop up. 
Kristen Milioti, the TV's favorite girlfriend, is Johnny Sack's daughter. Johnny no Sack. shit. Yeah, she's a little something sacrimony. <laughs> sack of money. Before yeah. she was, she's, all, she's a little fucking sack before, of money. Before <laughs> she was the mother in How I Met Your Mother, and then the girlfriend in every TV show since then. Yeah. Dude, she was great, and uh, wasn't she the chick in, uh, uh, what was it, Palm Springs? That, yeah. That, yeah. Dude, that movie was awesome. She's done some great, uh, S.S. McAllister, the mm-hmm. Black Mirror episode, mm-hmm. the Mythic Quest bottle episode. Oof. And uh, it, it doesn't hurt that she's she's purdy. You're very cute. She's a very purdy lady. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny Sacramoni's daughter. Johnny Sacramoni. That's <laughs> The boss God, of New fuck. York. I can't unhear it now. Like that's <laughs> I never noticed it. <laughs> Welcome to how my fucking brain works. And they always like, say Johnny Sacks. Like I don't know. I was always worried about his smoking because <laughs> he smokes and everything. And he has cancer. Foreshadowing. Uh, <laughs> it's an artistic uh-oh. show. You wouldn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's one. Uh, the guy. Okay. I remember I, w- I was watching TV in like a hotel or something like that. And it was like, oh, there's nothing else on. Hey, it's a brand. It's cool. So I was watching it for a little bit. And there's this part where it's. The, <laughs> oh, I love this game. This I is, love yeah. the guess the scene. This yeah. is my So it's this this guy. He The way that I remember him, he was in Renaissance Man with Danny DeVito. Right. He was the guy with the fucking glasses oh, see, in his class. Man. Yeah. See, this is going to be a deep dive. And he. Mark Wahlberg. He was in Renaissance Man. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Okay. Old Marky Mark and the fuck you bunch. Like, yeah. so. <laughs> So he gets taken out like by a lake and he gets put on his fucking knees and like it's get just right in the back of the fucking head. Like it, that's the only thing that I remember seeing and just kind of be like, I'll give this show a shot. Like, <laughs> I don't I couldn't tell. Hold on. Parisi? I don't think. I don't hold know. on. I'm fucking Googling this dude because. Was he the, did the guy get poison ivy after he shot him? I don't, you don't, I don't fucking know. That's. <laughs> <laughs> they said it like right after he's like, ah, oh, I'm itching. He's like, ah, oh, you got poison. And it comes back like two seasons later. Hold on. I'm going <laughs> to. What the fuck? Dude, there's, a, there's so many callbacks in The Sopranos, and they're so subtle about them. Really? Yeah. That's My awesome. favorite one's the lawnmower guy. The lawnmower. What's the lawnmower they, like, there's guy? There's a turf war of over, like, the tertiary uh, gangsters are in, like, a turf war over who's mowing whose lawn. Of, like, what? There's a lawnmower, and <laughs> they're like, he gets a cut of their business, right? And it's like, oh, you can't mow lawns after the Anyway, they ruin this guy's life, like, break his arm, like, pull him from a tree, beat him up, like, weeks. Like, cause Jesus. It's like, no, you're on my side. No, I'm on your side. And he's just like, I'm just trying to fucking work. And, and then, like, two seasons later... Uh, oh, and then they're like, all right, now you're on my team. You, we get 10% of your earnings, and you have to mow some of our, like, bosses' lawns for free. And he's like, all right. And then, like, three seasons later, like, you know, uh, Tony's, like, arguing with Carmelo about AJ's work ethic. And he's uh-huh. like, oh, our son's a piece of shit. I wish you'd be like our lawn guys out here. Look at them, <laughs> a bunch of go-getters, like, showing up to work. Jesus and they show Christ. it, and it's those people, like, who's, like... They've ruined their life, and he has to like mow their lawn for free. And like he doesn't even realize like he's ruined their lives. Like he just thinks right. they're like yeah. The level of narcissism involved is, so is good. pretty epic. Yeah. Like all right, I found him. Lil, what is his name? Lilo Brancato. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know that fucking guy. <laughs> Who's that fucking guy? Hold on. Who's that fucking guy? He probably looked different whenever the. Oh fucking yeah, yeah, that was season one. He did get that. That's Polly Wally. Uh, Polly Walnuts whacked him. And it was by a creek, I believe. Oh, by and a it, creek. I apologize. Yeah, and uh, there was poison ivy on the bank. Yeah, that was okay. Yeah. So you did get it right. Yeah, yeah. So you guessed the scene. That was either end so of you season win. one or beginning of season two when the Uncle Junior was trying to kill Tony for the first time. Situation. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. 
He doesn't like <laughs> season six. The the last time I even attempted to watch The Sopranos, it was on a DVD box set. If that gives you any indicator of how long ago that fucking Dude, was. Dude, you got to re- <laughs> go back. It, it, uh, it holds up. It does. Yeah. Okay. I'll give it a shot. That's all right. Fuck it. I'll give it a shot. <laughs> so that's all right. That's that's where I'm at in life. I don't even. Uh, well, let's fucking let's wrap this shit up. Uh, where, we were just any, starting to talk about. I this know. Show. That's why it's great for me. <laughs> <laughs> I've only gave the synopsis for the first four seasons. <laughs> we I left these people. At, they get horny by houses and their pets die. We don't even know what happens after. Well, that. give me the fucking season five. I don't know. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out the FBI wasn't even interested in them. It was all New York. Get the fuck yeah, out of here. That's season five. Oh, wow. Boom. Adriana dies. <gasps> Why would you tell me to binge it and then tell me who dies? That's like a, I won't even fucking remember. That. Who gives a yeah, shit? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but do you have any uh, shows coming up? This comes out in a couple days. Absolutely not. No. No. <laughs> Are you, are you upset with how this is ending? <laughs> I quit. <laughs> you know what else I was upset with? What? Sopranos. <laughs> <laughs> it's the greatest show of all time. It is not the greatest show of all time. Well, the world disagrees with you. <laughs> Take it up with everybody who's made a listicle about the greatest TV show I of all love, time. I would love I would love to, but they're busy in their parents' basements. So, <laughs> <laughs> writing is a respectable <laughs> profession. Oh my god. You can pay like 100 bucks for a thousand words. A hundred bucks for a thousand words? I just love, like, you immediately just look like, I have nothing to back that up with. Like, I got I nothing. Was doing my Sopranos bullshit. <laughs> oh, my God. I remember the Polly Walnuts. He would be saying, <coughs> oh, Polly Walnuts. Remember when he over discovered here. purgatory? And he was like, See, you get 50 years for every major sin and 25 for every minor sin. I figure I got about 6,000 years to wait before I get to heaven, but. And in eternity, I can do that standing on my head. <laughs> like, he just totally bullshits his way through, like, how he's going to get in heaven. <laughs> oh, my God. The idea of purgatory is also pretty they awesome. They haven't. Purgatory exists in The Sopranos. Well, it, yeah. It's an Irish bar, and you have to play poker, and the Irish people win every hand. <laughs> and they only serve beer. I love beer. Well. This kind of sounds fucking awesome. <laughs> you know, that's purgatory if you're an Italian mafia boss in Sopranos. Well, yeah. But, I mean, as far as we were talking about a little bit as far as, like, it's, it's bingeable nature. I mean, you might run into some issues, but you feel like you could. Yeah. I mean, you've been the watching it The first two pretty... seasons, for sure, are very – because that's one arc, like I said. Right. And then season three, you take a break, and it's 13 movies. Okay, and yeah. then but so whenever season four picks up, does it pick up where yeah, you get another like, plot season line. two yeah. leaves off? Like yeah, we there's, that wraps up. It's pretty much oh. all clean little bow on it. Okay, yeah, fair enough. And then Fucking you well, you deal with the the fallout from season three because FBI has been listening the whole right, time. Right, right. And it's like, hey, there were rats in there. We had <laughs> hey, microphones and all your fucked. shit. <laughs> Guess what? But it's great because that's what the greatest thing about the Sopranos, like sincerely, is just like it's fun to hang out there. Like, yeah, it's just go into that world, and that's okay. what like cool like about like that season is. It's just like, hey, stress off. We're just gonna hang out with these people. We're just chilling. Yeah, you get to go to their Fourth of July cookouts, their Christmas <laughs> dinners, f- yeah, right. Super Bowls. Just yeah. kind of see what ha- like how they live and shit yeah. like that. Okay, and then like season four picks up, and it's guess what? We were listening to you the whole time. <laughs> guess what? You might be fucked. Yeah, and then season five, you got a whole mafia war against New York. And oh then shit! Season six, the finale of that. Yeah. Like, did you enjoy the ending? I've heard many of people oh, yeah. say the well, ending it. of it was just awful. Yeah, it was great. But like, and also like that—that that is was kind of the way to win it, end it. Like, it was just like it's a hangout show. Well, why did so many people hate it though? 
Because I, I they wanted <laughs> their hand held, I guess. I don't uh, know. Uh, yeah. It didn't. There was. It's not definitive. It's uh, fair enough. Yeah, and some people want that, you know. And it's just something. I like that, a good definitive end. I like this. It's like it's over. Like we're done. And also, I think it was. He got to be with his family. That's all that mattered. It doesn't matter what happened. Is he was having dinner with his family again after he's almost lost them so many times. Right. Well, doesn't it end like almost mid sentence? Yeah. Like okay. that song. It's don't stop, and then it, <laughs> it does stop. That's well, how it ends. I mean, okay. Well, did you have fun? Uh yeah, it's pretty good. Where you started? <laughs> this is the pre-interview before the whatever. Yeah. So you're saying though that because of how it ended, it was supposed to end that way. It was going to end on in like middle of a sentence, right? Yeah, that's how it 